welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm very glad to be here tonight now. <laughs> We're having some issues. If you're trying to get into the Poets chat room, please refresh your link. It should be trying to open now if you're able to get in there. If you're not, just shoot me a message, and I will uh, I will play around with this some more and see if, we, see if we can get that working. We have some things to go over with tonight. First of all, I want to let you know if you'd like to call in and read. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to come on tonight. We have some announcements. going to go over those real quickly. First of all, those of you who have been doing your haiku a day and posting them, I cannot tell you how absolutely thrilled I am. I'm tickled to see so many of you doing them that I've never seen do them before. Uh, there's been some real surprises. Stormy, Gail Meyer, good job on those. Uh, I've noticed you've been doing them. Real proud of that. Real proud of you. Excited. It's fun. So keep up the good work, you guys. I cannot tell you how much fun it is for me to read these. Then, with the exception of Mike Todd, there are those of you who won from the drawing for our National Poetry Month contest, and I do not have your addresses yet. Todd Carter, Karen DeWitt, George Widely, and Douglas Curry. All right, if you guys would like your prizes, you need to shoot me your address. If you trust me with them, trust me. I'm only a little, all right, I'm a really bad stalker, and I'll probably be going through your underwear drawer and your trash when you're not home. So, But, you know, you will get a prize out of the deal. Anyway. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, and I do have a couple weeks this year, this summer, that I'm going to be out doing fossil digs, playing Paleonila. So um, we need to have workshops for those time frames. So if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, first name Nyla, last name Alicia. Let me know what you want to put together, and we can do that. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file. You can have me call instead of a conference call, and we can re I can help you record it that way. Or you can do a combination of both. So, yeah, do whatever you need to do. They can be anywhere from three hour, 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. And, yeah, let's get those set up. I'm still juggling to get some of you uh, coordinated we have some lined up. We just have not got them recorded yet. So excited about that. All right, next thing I want to do is I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors, our 2022 sponsors who stepped up the plate and helped cover portions of our 2022 broadcasting license. So those sponsors are, let me think, where's everybody at? We were having issues with the chat room. Again, uh, Jimmy Ray, I see you in the chat room. If you guys are trying to get into the chat room, just press or refresh the link. It will probably let you in, hopefully. 
just keep trying. <laughs> I have a little bit better uh, better um, results using uh, Firefox than I do Google, just kind of FYI. But, yeah, just refresh your link in the chat room let you in. And the same thing with the lines. Don't know if there's issues there yet, but we're going to go. We're going to go like we always do. All right, our 2021 sponsors. Thank you, all of you, and they are Karen, Depth Rider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made donations anonymously in the memory of John Music Man Kays, the Appalachian Poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King Cadence, and Rick Smith II. All right, so I'm going to need, this is going to be hard for me to get through, and please forgive me for that. Um, I just want to let everyone know that this week we lost one of our poets, Melvin Douglas Johnson. He was such an incredible man and an amazing poet, and his life story read like such an inspirational novel. The things that he did in this world, his fingerprints are so strong, and they will never fade. And I loved him very dearly. They're going to be doing his memorial service in Toledo, Ohio, at 11 p.m. or excuse me, 11 a.m. this Saturday, June 11th. I have uh, something I'll be doing at that time to honor him. And uh, but I just want to let you guys know that uh, you can, if you Google. Melvin Douglas Johnson, you can get the information for that. If you happen to be in the area and you would like to be able to be there, and I wish that I could. Okay, so the next thing that we are going to do is we are going to do our Inspiration from the Inkwell mini-workshop. So have your pens and papers out. We'll get through these. I got some really good ones for you to do this week. So, are you ready? Do you have your pens and papers out? We're going to be starting with your poetry form writing challenge. All right, and this week we are looking at instructional manual poetry, or as they are often called, how to poems. And these are so fun to do. Instruction manual or how-to poems explain a procedure or how to do something. And this can be serious or lighthearted, genuinely helpful, helpful or intentionally misleading. Um, it may help and, in fact, in my opinion, is necessary to, while you're writing these, to assume the reader is completely naive and has absolutely no understanding of the process even if the poem you're writing is about something as simple as how to sharpen a pencil. Many are quite comedic, like um, it might be directions on how to play a game or make a human or get out of jury duty, how to 
remove a bee's nest, um, how to catch a firefly, kiss a snake, eat spaghetti, make a giant snowman, or uh, <laughs> how about how to order a plain coffee at Starbucks. They can be helpful, like how to mend a broken heart or make it through the holidays, how to put on socks, how to get to your OBGYN appointment, ask for a date, or even how to write a poem. You can make them take them in a more serious direction, such as how to make it through a day with ADD, how to achieve world peace, how to keep our schools safe. Or maybe you can write your own instructional manual, like <laughs> instructions, directions, and warnings on operating the Nyla Alicia. That would be mine. The format on your how-to poem should be descriptive, detailed, and step-by-step instructions. There's not a lot of room for flowery speech or personal emotion or ethereal reflection in how-to poetry. The fun part is finding the words to still inject these serious or warm or comedic elements into what is seemingly written in a quite technical manner. All right, so instructional instruction manual how-to poetry. I hope you guys write some of those. I'd love for you to write them and bring them back, and they're a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to be able to, well, you'll see. You'll see when you write yours, and I, I know that you will. The next thing I'm going to do is give you your poetry prompts. Now, remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompts can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. Beyond that, what you do with them is up to you. So let's get your papers numbered 1 through 12. All right. Number 1. When the sky dances and colors sing. When the sky dances and colors sing. Two, I hold the ghost of you. I hold the ghost of you. Three, wishing for wings. Wishing for wings. Number four, I sometimes hear a fiddle play. I sometimes hear a fiddle play. Five, it's breath on my back. It's breath on my back. Number six, when will we see your like again? When will we see your like again? Seven, beyond thinking. Beyond thinking. Eight, pocket full of things still needing said. Pocket full of things still needing said. Nine, where is the comfort now? Where is the comfort now? Number ten, in the silent eye of the wilder storm. In the silent eye of the wilder storm. Eleven, this is simply what living is. This is simply what living is. And number 12, in the wake you leave behind. In the wake you leave behind. You can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all lines in one poem. All right? So you can get real froggy and do that. 
Next, we're going to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. This is to show you that what you do or let you discover that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. You should do this with all of your prompts. In fact, the, what we're going to be using in this is the 12 prompts that I just gave you. That's what you're going to be using in this exercise as well. So you'll want to do this before you sit down to write to those. So what I'm going to have you do is I want you to take the first prompt, which was, When the Sky Dances and Colors Sing, Write that at the top of your page, and instead of writing a poem to it yet, what I would like you to do is to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Think of all the ways you can twist that prompt around and the things it could stand for or what you could make it mean, how you can paint it, how you can dress it up, how you can turn it inside out. All right. So write at least six different poem ideas that you could write to that prompt. Then go on to number two, number three, number four, on down the line, until you have at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you. So once again, these are your 12 prompts you will be writing to and using in your Pick Apart a Prompt writing exercise. One, when the sky dances and colors sing, Two, I hold the ghost of you. Three, wishing for wings. Four, I sometimes hear a fiddle play. Five, it's breath on my back. Six, when will we see your like again? Seven, beyond thinking. Eight, pocket full of things still needing said. Nine, where is the comfort now? Ten, in the silent eye of the wilder storm. 11. This is simply what living is. 12. In the wake you leave behind. And there you go. Those are your 12 prompts. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. Once you go out every single day and look for your 17 syllables every day, write a haiku poem. Haiku poem is three lines with a syllable count of 575 on your lines. All right, so each day go out into the world, look around, pay attention, and find your 17 syllables. All right? So there you have it. That is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. We're going to start the show with an audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a track by one of you poets, so if you would like to have that, on the show, one of your tracks, you can email me the track, your MP3 file, to the Chechi, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Or you can send it to me on Facebook, and I can download them from there and get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. I was kind of hustling. There was a poem that I was looking for, and I couldn't find it, but I did find this one. And I wanted to start the show with a piece by Melvin Douglas Johnson. And this is called Be With You. Here you go. No folks. Tonight, I long to be with you. Lying awake, feeling blue. I reflect on each aspect of the love we share. The lows, the highs, the goodbyes. The way we cared for each other. I smother my hurt with wine and seven up. Lift my cup to you. And the new love of your past. 
I blast the tune of woe and blue notes. Fill this room with love quotes. The pain I sustain with the melodic rhapsody of words we whispered in each other's arms. My arms long to hold you tonight. Night, lying awake, feeling low. My thoughts flow over moments that we shared. The ups and downs we fear, the grace. The fast and slow pace that our love took. I look at your face and see a smile. Your lips haunt me. Your eyes haunt me. An agony flaunts its way into my heart. Lying awake, feeling blue. I long to be with you. I smother my hurt with wine and seven up. Lift my cup to you and the new love of your past. I blast the tune of woe and blue notes. Cast away love quotes. Melancholy and words who whisper in each other's arms. That was Melvin Douglas Johnson. And um, I'm really glad that his fingerprints are here. I'm really glad that I knew him. And we got to share so much of his life with him. And he shared so much of his heart and soul with us. Always will be my last dance. All right, so, again, you know what time it is? It's time to get to you, our poets. So if you would like to call in tonight, remember, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. All right. I'm going to give you an idea of what you can expect if you are on hold, we do, t- do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 731 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's vitally important that people know who's reading. One, you want to always have your name attached to your work. And two, you are literally publishing, verbally publishing your poem. We've got 15 years worth of shows on here. You can go back 15 years and listen to a poem and think, oh, my gosh, that's awesome, but you'll never know who wrote it because they didn't say who they were. So make sure that you introduce yourself. Tell everybody who is reading. Next thing is you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy and I have to cut that down here in a bit, I will let you know, but right now you're good at reading two poems. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and to get to know you and your work better. And then please remember we have a mature rating. We do not have an adult rating. We have a mature rating. So you're bound to hear just about anything here with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Uh, You'll be good to go. Just no, no adult porn poems. You know where that line is. Don't cross it. Please and thank you. I'm going to go ahead and give you your first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you're going to where you're going to be on here. Our first caller, as I said, is 731, followed by 702, followed by 519. Let's go ahead and grab 731. Michael, are you with us? I'm very much here. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing, Michael? Fantastic. I've been having a blast reading people's uh, haikus this week. I've actually uh, written five in their comments, and I'm keeping up with them. When I get it up to ten, I'm going to, like, celebrate. I don't know. (laughs) 
they're fun, aren't they? They're like little poetic hiccups. You don't even have to think a lot. You know, they're 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 just fun. They're not meant to be. You know, your daily haikus are not meant to be great exceptional works of art. They're supposed to be your little poetic hiccups that you just jot down. It's called a writer's discipline. Well, I'll not disagree with that one word. No, I'll not disagree <laughs> with that. However, I've seen a whole bunch of them that have been just devious. I mean, they just. They crawl around. They get to a, a succinct point. They're rather brilliant. So I uh, know. I know. I absolutely 100% agree. I have been blown away by the caliber of some of them that I've seen, most of them that I've seen, except for mine. <laughs> Minor rambles. But. Where, were, where were you when the birds stole your, your uh, Danish? I had a friend of mine get eye surgery last weekend, and so I went over to Newport, Oregon to stay with her and keep her from, like, running into walls and bringing the house down trying to make toast. And so we, she had her house. I was at her house. And she lives in this little 18-something bungalow right at the top of a cliff right on the beach. So you walk out her back door and they're on the, on the porch and you're looking at the ocean. It was incredible. But yeah, that's what the, well, that's where those videos were taken. That was really fun. That was a nice slice of life. <laughs> a day in the life of, right? So, but that's for those right. of you guys that didn't see them, it was pretty funny. I had, I was there, and I, Rebecca was trying to film me and my breakfast, and I went to get my phone because I wanted to take a picture of my breakfast to show you guys where I was having breakfast at, and. Just as I turned, a seagull flew down. To, actually, there was two of them, but a seagull flew down and stole my breakfast. And I'm, I'm just standing there in absolute disbelief. And then the next thing, right after that, the cat jumps up. I don't know whose cat it was, but it jumps up on the rail, walks down there, and drinks my coffee and cream. It was crazy. It was pretty funny. It's funny now, but I was really mad because, you know, it, it was like a, a cinnamon bun, and, and it stole my cinnamon bun, and you just don't mess with a girl and her cinnamon buns. But that's where I was. It was brilliant. It was hilarious. I loved it. I loved it. Even <laughs> at the expense of you losing your, your cinnamon bun. I, the, the best part to me was the second seagull pulling in behind, looking back, going like, hey, like that. <laughs> Did you save me some? Mm-hmm. He actually uh, he actually did save him some. The first video is of the first seagull stealing my breakfast, and the second one is my video of him stealing my breakfast. So there were two of them. They Fantastic. got it. Let's do poetry things. Yes, please. I want to read a poem that was posted this week by a friend of mine, Emanuela Nikolova. And... On her Facebook page, divided there at facebook.com slash J C O N R A D dot E N I C O L O V A. And that's Emanuela Nikolova. And her poem is called A Lullaby for a Dreamfarer. I wish I were the reed's whisper that calms down the restless wind. I wish I were the moon's glow that flows upon the sleepy sea. 
I wish I were the swan shadow that floats gracefully upon the surface of a tranquil lake. I wish I were a lavender posy on your pillow when night embraces you in scented dreams. What would you tell us, vagrant time, about yesterday's secrets, about tomorrow's mysteries, about today's misery? Aren't you tired playing the same old boring tune on the same corner while the throngs pass by? Can't you see no one is listening? Can't you hear your strings are loose and false? Yesterday you were first violin. Today you were on the street. Tomorrow your dusty hat is empty, busker. In peace. That was incredible. I can see why you picked that one to read. It blew me away. The uh, tell me why. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Okay, and she really laid it out beautifully uh, and, and evenly. I've got a friend that lives and breathes this stuff. His name is Dave Kuhn. Mm-hmm. Uh, in MySpace, we know him as Nismax. And uh, I'm reading this poem and thinking, man, I wish Dave Kuhn could read this. Well, I went back to get it and copy it today. And I look at, at the people in the comments and the likes and stuff, and there's Dave Kuhn, and he found it. You know? <laughs> it's like, Wow. I can't remember where she is. I think she's in Romania. So anyway, Dave went to Romania just on my whim. <laughs> I thought that was kind of brilliant. That is, so indeed. Are you, uh, you going to read too? She's a, sure, sure. Uh, I will tell you something that that Emmy said to me once, and just I, I'll never forget it. Uh, she was elaborating on the Beatles. And... Uh, I said, you must really be a big Beatles fan. And she said, I am. They taught me English. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow and a half. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. You know, you rarely see me use contractions when I'm writing. I mean, I just don't. And the reason is, back in the 2000s, in the days of MySpace, I had people mostly from European countries, say, you know, I, I learn English from you. I've learned a lot of English from you. And so I always wanted to be precise at the risk of being boring. So it's easy for me to be boring, though. West Tennessee <laughs> I is don't boring agree with place. that. Yeah. All right, I got one more. And this is one that I wrote myself. It's called... Will You Still Love Me, my Michael Todd? Would you still love me if I found new ways to disappoint? If all I seemed to say or do came across as out of joint? What if I forgot some special time and place from the past? Although it slipped my mind doesn't mean it won't last. Suppose I might, by chance, in a moment of delusion call you by the wrong name would that cause confusion 
If I fail to recognize a simple romantic nuance or two, don't think I don't still love you, because I truly do. Should I shimmy up the McDonald's arch on my lunch break? Police give you a call. Is that more than you could take? If I stood in traffic wearing an authentic Snoopy suit, would I finally cross the line or would the point be moot? Might I arise on Christmas Day before the kids were awake and shout all about the house, hey, check out this take. Ought I sit on our front porch mightily blowing a duck call? Would you yell at me in public and make me feel so small? Were we to go to a restaurant, five-star, the very best, and I scratch my back with a fork, would you suggest I let it rest? Or what if I really went crazy and fell right off the deep end? Might you be forgiven? And would you still be my friend? End point. Yes. The answer is yes. You're biased. You're biased. I am a groupie is what I am. Fact is, I've done all of these things. (laughs) Well, maybe not one or two. Climbing that arch would be a little difficult. (laughs) You know, most of us have. Most of us just won't ever admit things we do like that because we want to be perfect. It's kind of nice being able to say, wow, I just fucked up. There's a freedom in that, I think. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it, Michael. Thank you. Fantastic. You know what time it is now? Oh, shush. I know what you're going to say. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all have a wonderful evening, Miss Nyla. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you so much. And love you dearly. Love you. Bye. Bye, hon. All right. Our next caller is 702. Got in early. Hey, Jimmy. Miss Nyla, what's up? What's happening? Not a whole lot. Just sitting here enjoying my time with you guys tonight, which is much needed. Thank you for being here. (coughs) Well, I'm just really excited that I get to follow the real poet, Michael Todd. (laughs) Right, right. Thank you, Mike. I know you're still. I know you're still listening, Mike. You know you're right up there. I love you, and especially that last one is just great. Uh, He just, he just gets you right in there, doesn't he, Nyla? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very inspiring to me. He really does. Um, I was hoping I didn't see Todd Carter tonight. He, I told him I was going to read the poem I wrote for him, but. That's what I have, so I'm going to read it anyway, so he'll just have to go to archives. Unless he's listening. Todd, if you're out there, I love you. Todd celebrated a birthday recently. I don't know if you knew that. And I don't generally do, uh, you know, tribute poems on birthdays just because there's so many uh, people, and then you got every year, and then eventually you start to sound like you're almost repeating yourself. Um, But... I saw the post about his birthday, and I started thinking about how he is one of um, uh, probably more or less a handful that have just really stuck by me since the beginning, since back in our days. You mean the other ones, Michael, as well. And uh, so 
I felt like I wanted to write him something. And, um, but, you know, I was stuck because I could, I could focus on, um, you know, uh, you know, the friendship, the long-term friendship and the uh, camaraderie that we've had through words and get pretty eloquent with it. But Todd, is, that's not Todd. And he writes wonderfully, but Todd is just a real regular guy, a lot like myself in a lot of respects. So I wanted to write him just a real regular guy uh, poem as a tribute to him, my brother in ink. Yeah, on his birthday. This is called Forever Brothers. His dreams bleed black. He's a one-eyed jack, tough as nails, hard as solid gold. Poet, master of the pen, the very best kind of friend. He's true blue, tentative, yet bold. Walked in each other's shoes, won when they thought we'd lose. Students of the ink, hearts etched in stone. As long as there's sun in the sky and the eagle in the valley cries, he'll never, ever have to walk alone. Offer my hand, he's got a hell of a grip. Together we've taken a surreal trip. Faces come and go and many leave. Whether at the speakeasy spewing rhyme or a private moment, so sublime, he's had my back since the day we met. He's cool and crazy, fun and wild, a kind, tough guy with a sunshine smile. Forever, brothers? Hell, I'll take that bet. I love you, brother. You are the man. Let's light the fire. Kick out the jams. And just fucking blow them all away. And I love it. Cool and wild. Sunshine smile. That's Todd. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, he is. He's, he's kind of that, uh, you know, that spectrum. Um, and I think you almost have to be somewhere in that, uh, on both ends of that spectrum to write, uh, as we do. But that was for him. And uh, I hope you got a chance to hear it. I did post it. He just read it. I actually sent it to him before I ever posted it. So, um, anyway, that is for Todd Carter. You really captured and, his uh, essence in that, and I appreciate you writing that for him. And he is, yes, absolutely amazing. Absolutely. It was a honor to write it, really. Um, I'm going to go with another new piece. Um, this was actually... We talked about it a little bit last time now with how we write. Sometimes we just write, and then sometimes uh, you can write knowing that you're going to read it uh, out loud on the air. And I knew that was this one. And so, it, so essentially it was written for this broadcast, but also I guess that would mean for you as well. <laughs> and this is uh, Metaphysical Rains. You speak to me on hollow plains as metaphysical rains drown all of your desires in a sea of fire. And I pause, a moment of vast reflection, seeking protection in a world ungiving, while the ice in my beard melts to sorrow. Torn asunder, plundering depths of the obscene, the Red Queen lies dead. Words unscrawled, better left unsaid, left to the scavengers. Yes, I surmise, unsurprised by your ragged gate, and the rotted fruit upon a plate only ever displayed, never feeding one hungry mouth. Seismic undulations of a bastardized nation, ripped from the wings of democracy, complacency at its very finest, as you ride west to a house that was never ever a home. But that was years past, aghast with 
remorseless morsels. Beyond the old rope swing where the black flies dance with fairies, where I buried the son I made. You scream sick with an ocean of misbegotten emotion. Lies bleed from a throat that is indulged in the dirtiest of deeds. Turn your back on me before you meet thine eyes and shake to death from the cancer inside. Mosaic, I think, without giving an answer. For your heart is an unfinished rending. So shut the eyes of the sparrow. Steal your time back. Kill all Indians. And Paul. You know, I can definitely tell that that piece was written to be spoken. And there is one, the first time you ever perform your poetry, it absolutely changes you for the rest of your life as a writer. Because you realize that there are more than one use inside your head with the pen. You have more ways. It's like all of a sudden discovering, you know, you're a painter all your life, but discovering you can sketch too. You know, and, it, and yeah. it expands you and broadens you and actually gives legs and arms and mouths and faces to the words that you write. It brings them to life, or brings them to life, and they're no longer <laughs> flat and inanimate on the paper. You know, and, and you can tell a lot of times because something that a lot of people who do write, you know, um, performance poetry or spoken word poetry, they do what they do... But you do very, very well. And that's, instead of most, most form poetry, like if you're going to use a rhyme scheme, it's n- normally an end line rhyme. Okay? Mm-hmm. But in spoken pieces, and if someone were to listen back to the archives and listen to the piece you just read, they would see that expertly done. And it's a way to make the poem melodical, but you have so much more freedom, almost like songwriting. And that's when you're using internal rhymes and endline rhymes mixed in with near rhymes, you know, or stress syllable rhymes, or or let you know sound the the sound rhymes that you use throughout the entire piece. Just enough to keep it moving forward, and it was really cool. The poem was amazing, all in its own right, but you know that. But I really <laughs> like being able to. Use that use that poem. And the way that you write it is an example for people to look at on how that's done well. It just you, you do great at that, and, and it definitely shows the difference between a page poem and a spoken word poem. How that can be done magically. Good job. Thank you, Nyla. I, you're right. Uh, you're right about. Uh, and I think it feeds off of one another as well. When you do that first spoken piece and you're performing it, and now you realize you're breathing life, like you said, into that flat page. Um, but that, in turn, lends you to utilize even more tools when you're writing that next piece, even if it stays flat on the page. And then it'll carry back over into another spoken piece, and it can just it can go back and forth. Um, the internal rhyming... Uh, like you said, uh, I obviously I think anybody who writes should be should just love words, which I do. And the way you can connect them, and the way you can paint a picture, not just with what you're saying, but like you said, with the with the rhyme schemes. Um, a piece like this uh, was not written with a rhyme scheme per se, uh, but it was. But knowing I was going to perform it, I did uh, a lot of um, 
vocalizing it to myself, looking for that flow. And a lot of times part of that flow is uh, can consist of some of those rhyming um, methods that you're talking about. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's fun to be here and perform it on the speakeasy. Well, I'm glad you did. Well, I'm glad you were able to get it early, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I know when to call. I just could never beat Mike. (laughs) (laughs) He's got, like, these little bionic (laughs) Tennessee fingers going on, you know? I think he's got, like, an auto-dialer set set on a timer for every week or something. But um, anyway, I'm uh, going to get rolling so we can get some more poets in here. Um, Word Machinist, Jimmy Ray Davis. Find me on Facebook. Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, and also on ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist, where you can listen to uh, my recordings, uh, many of which have been played right here on the Speakeasy by you, Miss Nyla, and I do appreciate that. Any that I don't have, you can send me. I'm not too proud to beg. Yeah, I sent you all the ones I have there, but I'm, I'm, I have a plan to record more, and as I do, you'll get them first. <laughs> okay, awesome. Pre- appreciate you so much, Jimmy. <laughs> You're, you're amazing. All right, Nyla. I love you. We'll see you next time. You take care. I love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. The word machine is Mr. Jimmy Ray. All right, our next caller. Area code 215. No. Five, Why did I get 215? I'm so dyslexic with you. Someone just... Ugh. All right, 519. <laughs> 519, you happen to be on the air right now. I try real hard anyway. Hi, Bob. How are you? Not too bad, my dear Lila. How about you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How is Joy doing this week? Uh, well, she's a, she's a little older this week. Her birthday was on Monday, and she was Aww. 92. 92. So there you go. <laughs> and how anyway, old are you? I'm 88. You like them older women, you sassy man, you. No, my wife said she wanted to marry somebody at least four years younger than her. <laughs> <laughs> so she she was going to ask me to marry her, but I asked her first. So. And that Good was just job, after sir. a few days, by the way. I know. I remember you told me. Yeah. Okay, I've got a couple of poems for you. I'm, I'm reading out of my book because I'm having trouble with my... Uh, poetry at the moment. This is out of book uh, two, this one, and it's called The Alien. The alien came from who knows where to see what Earth was like. It was the first time he had seen a car and could not figure out how to cross the road. Then he saw a traffic light, but could not the colors tell and saw people rushing here and there, now screaming sirens he did hear, which which gave him an awful fright. So home he decided to go from whence he came, and told the people when he got there, he had just got back from hell. (laughs) First one. (laughs) Pretty. You know, I love that. I love that piece. You know, I I always laugh because we are the only thing on this, this planet that does not belong in this ecosystem. We we are like the ultimate fungus to this planet. We are the only thing that's destroying it. Like, like you know, it's just we don't belong here. You know, so I always kind of wonder, you know, 
like all these things that we're, we seem important, we you know we we chase after all this stuff that we do, at the the ridiculousness of it all, and it just makes me laugh. Now you know sometimes I'll sit there and wonder, just like in your poem, you know, if there's someone out there watching, what do they think? You know, we we think uh, we're we're all that in a in a bag of chips, but you know, really, I, I quite agree with you. And being as I'm such a terrible poet, it's the one that anybody listens to me anyway. Oh my gosh, so. we love you. You have not, you would not believe the people, the comments and stuff I've gotten. You know, I'll get in the chat room or I'll get little messages during the show. You get lots of comments. You are adored. You are so oh, welcome in this hear, family, sir. I'm glad to hear that because I love myself, but nobody else does. <laughs> anyway, here's another one for you. It's called a troubled mind. In this day and age, you can find so many people with a troubled mind. They have caused so many—sorry, that have caused so many to decide on whether or not to commit suicide. Bullying being a major part of it, causing children wanting suicide to commit, and adults too have many woes. Today's medical study shows. How many people tend to look the other way when a troubled mind reaches out today? So many signs are hard to see by those whose eyes send out a plea. So to all of you, I send this plea. Do not ignore, ignore the signs you see. And that was that, that was awesome. I thought you might like it. I, I have got one more, but I didn't know if you wanted me to read it or not read it. So I Go didn't. ahead, because those two are pretty short, so you can. I'll let you fit into the third one. Okay, just hang on a second here. I put my book down. Okay, here's one for you. I don't know uh, if you believe in spirits, but anyway. Did I ring a, read a spirit visit to you before? I don't think so, no. Okay. Have we ever been in bed or sitting quietly when suddenly feel a chill starting at your feet up and wondered what is causing it? I'll tell you what it is. You've just had a visit from a spirit who is trying to contact you and let you know that he is that it is there the next time it happens, say bless you and welcome. Uh because it's probably someone who has passed and was a family member or very close friend. By doing that, you were acknowledging their presence, and you could possibly see or hear them if they happened to have a message for you. Never take it as a sheer nonsense. End. We don't know what we don't know, so don't play with fire. They <laughs> bless you. <laughs> That's exactly it. If, was those two short two two short ones for you? I can do one more. If not, tell me. No, if I let you do four, I'll probably get shot. So you have to bring okay. that back next week. Um, I do apologize for not being able to enter your contest. I don't know how at my age. There will be more, my, my love, and you will be able to enter. I promise. Yeah, which it's, it's I just don't know how to. That's the thing, you know. I'll I tell mean, you. Not, I'll let you know. I got gotcha. you. Okay, well, if you can put things on the on Messenger for me, like your, you know, your what you tell us to do every week, 
Mm-hmm. And I can I can respond more and sit there and look and think. But when I try to write things down before, I'm in terrible shape. Uh, so. Hey, do you want me to, do you get the prompts and stuff? Do you want to write to those? Because I can email those to you after the shows. Uh, yeah, if you would do. Or you can either email me or just send it on on Messenger. Yeah, on Messenger, yeah. Because I've got things on there for you from Messenger, but you haven't looked for a while again. Sometimes I, I like I was able to read through messages and stuff on my phone while I was gone over the weekend, so I read a bunch of stuff. I just don't always comment back. Oh. But yeah, okay. I did spend time reading through all the things you sent me, and I think I sent you a comment on them. But yeah, thank you for that. Can I just say one one thing to you? A thought for the day. Yeah. God's name is not damn it. <laughs> this is very true. Yep. That's all. I just thought I'd mention that to you. By the way, that was my other book two and three. Uh, book one I had to do was reading, and book four will be out sometime mid-next month. Oh, that is very cool. Are they hard copies? Or are they digital? No, they're they soft are? copies. They're just soft copies. And you can go to Lulu to find them if you like. Most of them are under Robert Tov, Robert Gerald Tov, and you can look them up there if you like. Awesome. All right, Bob, thank you so much for being here tonight. Give your beautiful bride a hug for us, and I appreciate you so much. I shall do that, and we both send you our love. Thank you. Thank you both. We'll talk to you next weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 717. 717, James Starling, are you with us? I'm here, Nyla. Hi, James. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's good to hear from you. You too, Nyla. Sorry. (laughs) What are you doing, sir? Uh, I was uh, doing trying to get back on my uh my tablet for uh, what I'm going to read. Oh, okay. And I had a <laughs> I'm out here painting the house, you know. Uh, so what do you have for us tonight? Um the two pieces from my uh latest book that just came out, Writing with Scissors. This one is called Beyond Broken. Beyond his broken, love-starved heart, his fears, he fears the eyes of the mirror man and the shadow soul hidden beneath, speaking in velvet barbed wire whispers. He listens, he listens, and dies to the world, then dies to himself, alone. End of poem. Wow. That was really good. Thank you. Always emotional powerhouse punches your poems are. You don't waste a lot of words. Everyone, every every word you put into your pieces carries its own weight. Fantastic job. Thank you. You're welcome. And are you going to read a second? Yeah. Um, this one is titled... Requiem for Soul Rebellion. Okay. 
hellfire waiting beyond eternity's veil, screams in oblivion air, the burning, the burning of soul inferno, and no escaping the nine circles descending down, down to freezing fire of the two faces tormenting pain. Elohim eyes looking away, looking away, still forever at and the poem. Is it really bad that I want to go barbecue something now? Uh, throw roast on there or something. I love the piece. Thank you. <laughs> I'm only teasing you. I'm not going to go barbecue. I probably actually will go barbecue something, but see, now your palm really did make me think about but gosh darn it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about barbecue. Thanks, James. Uh, I should be thinking about how amazing that poem was, but no, instead, I'm like totally 100% fixated on my growling tummy right now. <laughs> uh, fantastic job on this, sweetheart. Thank you. So, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they yeah. can come show you some love, dear. Well, um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my main page, uh, James Rothline, R-O-E-L-E-I-N. Uh, my poetry page is James E. Rothline Poet. Uh, I can also be found on Instagram, TikTok, all poetry, uh, hello poetry. Um I do have uh, four books out right now. Uh, the ones I read were from uh, Writing with Scissors. I also have um, Letters to Roxanne, An Extravagant Way of Saying Nothing, and Musing on the Christmas Game of Life, Part One and a Half. And they're available on uh, most uh, retailer websites, Walmart, Books a Million, Amazon, etc. I still think I still think your next book needs to be a book of haiku called Scissors Shouldn't Run With Me. All right. I'm really advocating for that. Okay. (laughs) I think that would be cute. Book of haiku. There's your assignment. There you go. All right. Get writing. All right, James. Fantastic job. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for sharing, and I cannot wait to see what you bring back next week. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely our pleasure. Thank you, babe. Have a good one. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from, I believe this is Brother O, 219, you're on the air. Hello, now how are you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you, Brother O? I'm good. Yes, sir, you are. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. Hello, you, hello Nada, are you still with me? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to interrupt you. I know you like your warm-ups. Okay, the title of this poem is called Mental Mental Health is Just as Important as Physical Health. 
is a poem I recently completed. Here goes. My dear brothers and sisters, we're in the midst of a serious mental health crisis that needs to be addressed with real solutions that go to the roots of the causes of mental illnesses instead of treating them with medications. We've come to the point where our mental health is just as important as our physical health for both are connected to our overall well-being. Recently, we've experienced a wave of mass shootings where multiple innocent people were killed and injured. We've experienced a dramatic increase in suicide rates, particularly people of color, because of the culture of hopelessness, despair, depression, and overwhelming stress during the pandemic. We've experienced an increase of drug overdoses because of the availability of opioids, fentanyl, crack, heroin, and meth. And we have experienced a wave of paranoia, fear, anger, and hate that's constantly being broadcast in the news on a daily basis. My dear brothers and sisters, we are not designed to be superman or superwoman. A lot of you have the tendency to repress your true feelings until you reach your breaking point and get the snapping off or going postal. Some of you are pretending to be okay on the surface and have a smile on your face. I'll be behind closed doors in that mask you're wearing. You're dealing with some heavy stuff right now. And you're literally about to lose your mind and go crazy. I wrote this poem to let you know that it's okay not to it is okay not to be okay sometimes. I'm here to tell you that you love, value, and appreciate it. I'm here to tell you that I'm just a phone call, video chat, inbox and text message away. I'm here to be a listening ear while you vent about what's really bothering you. And I'm here if you ever need a hug, prayer, or word of encouragement so you don't suffer in silence and isolation. Many of the common causes of mental health issues include experiencing deaths of close friends and relatives, especially our children and parents, dealing with past childhood traumas resulting from physical, psychological, and sexual abuse, Dealing with being exposed to violence on a daily basis. Dealing with being racially profiled and or police brutality. Dealing with feelings of isolation as a result of the pandemic. Dealing with the pressures of daily life and trying to handle stress. Dealing with sickness and illness. Trying to escape our problems. I turn to alcohol, drugs, and sex with multiple partners as COVID mechanisms. And many of you are dealing with anger, fear, frustration, and depression. Commonly known mental health disorders, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, peak post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. In addition to prayer and medication, what we definitely desperately need our more resources for personal counselors and therapists in our schools. More resources geared to our anger and conflict resolutions in place of school resource officers. More research to build mental health facilities instead of building more jails and prisons. More support groups. More resources to diagnose mental illnesses earlier so they can be properly treated with alternatives to prescribing antidepressants all the time. And there needs to be more resources for research on the root causes of mental illnesses. 
if we have the capabilities to diagnose physical ailments and offer treatments and sometimes cures, we have the same capabilities to diagnose and treat mental health disorders as long as we put forth the effort. The more lessons of this poem, a sound mind and sound body working tandem together to benefit our overall well-being in poem. A lot of good words in there, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. You know, a lot, so many, so many, so much of the time, our mental health is what really can affect our physical health too. So you are right on, right on key with that one. Right. right. What else are you going to share with us? I'm not. That's it. That's it for the night. Yeah. Poo. <laughs> I mean, yes, I love the one you read, but poo. <laughs> Start bringing two. Right. That's your homework. Okay. All right, darling. You sound good. Oh, thank you. Now I appreciate it. You feeling good? Yes, I am. Good. Yes, I am feeling good. Thank, thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right, sweetheart. We're going to talk to you next week. I'll be back next week. Awesome. All right, brother. Oh, thank you so much, hon. Uh, uh, you're welcome. No, no problem. No problem at all. Thank you for having me on your show as always. As our pleasure. And go ahead and give your Facebook page one more time. Oh, my brother, Gavin is where you can find me. The poem that you heard tonight will be uh, on Facebook Live on Facebook Live, too, uh, either tonight or tomorrow night. So, oh, I'm just just doing just doing what I love to do even while I'm in the hospital. It's not going to stop me from doing what I love, you know. Absolutely. You're amazing right. and an inspiration. Thank you, President. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832. No. Yeah, 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm all right. Didn't have everything together yet, but that's all right. You didn't yell at me for uh, answering the phone. I'm surprised. I'm too damn tired. <clears throat> but um, I, uh, I, you know, I just always, you know, there's little holidays and whatnot, and a lot of times you kind of think in those modes and terms of what uh, you can do for it. And I had something, you know, going. Uh, but it just, you know, at the same time, it's one of those things where, for uh, for me anyway, it was a case of I didn't want to push it because I didn't want it to be just something that I got through. You know what I'm saying? I knew that there were some things that needed to uh, basically unfold themselves in the making of. And I'm, I'm glad I did, too, because... There's, um, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar, a lot of people don't seem to be familiar with this song, but I, I have looked and enjoyed it for a long time. 
because for one thing, it's very real. Um, John Kay, who is the the singer uh, uh, with uh, Steppenwolf, he was one of the people that at the age of five, I believe he was either five or six years old, uh, came across the Berlin Wall. And that, you know, obviously, you know, had a great effect on him in terms of you don't forget that kind of an experience because you're, you know that it would take a very marginal twist of fate and you could be one of the people whose names were on that wall instead of one of the lucky ones who actually escaped and got, you know, got to the other side. And I started thinking with regards to that, and obviously, you know, uh, you know Native people, you know, being that, being in that world, uh, world perception, you know, I started thinking about, you know, my own folk and, you know, how many names aren't on a wall. So that's what this yeah. is, this, that kind of like encompasses all the names that aren't on a wall. Red earthen casualties of colonialism. All the blood shed you've never heard about, don't care about, don't remember anything about. This time for a little disorientation. The kind that informs you of the difference between lies and programming, truth, and real education. Once upon a time among the spoils of degradation when all was stench and rotten, red earth returned for the bones, for the land, for all of those we have not forgotten. It sounds... Almost like a song. Oh, yeah, a death song. Sticks and stones poking out, broken, poised to be rendered unruly, refusing to be the significance of orderly, neat. Blood pools, rust red, reverend brown, the fan of hair chopped off at decidedly wrong angles, bad craft, wrong directions, bad motions, wrong movements, horror without honor, the particular blurs left undiscussed, unattended, uncovered unmistakable as being what they are what they were part of the colonial format of discovery a slaughter of red earth human beings the means of which still hangs in the balance the balance of a question how many have to die for the wealth of loss to be considered 
a genocide. A hundred and twenty-one names here, three hundred and forty-seven there, five hundred more past knowing. Up, no excavation allowed here. Nine thousand eight hundred and sixty-four. You're on the horizon's rim. Land's end. Two hundred and fifteen still ascending. Ashes scattered upon their back trail. Nicote Corte. Lines of knowing the bounds, blood, kinship, memorials scribbled hastily on the sand, lest we become like they, one of the dead, too soon. Memorials for effigy, memorials for epiphany, memorials made too late. Upon the burnt ground, oh, land of the free, it is a land for the dead dreams, oh, it is a place of stillness, emptiness, unrest, the casual qualities of care given to our dead, Time to look beyond the titles of the calming, smothering need for order. Strict sense and coherency. The shadows fall away. Dregs of disaster set aside. The moment of mourning given over to claim grace, peace, when we stand and speak as one about who we are, we are the ghost road born. We are the living memorial of all of our people whom have passed. We are the living reminder to the aliens among us. We have not all died. We are still here. The memory of conscience, the memorial of our red earth. And peace. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say, Soldier Blue. That got me hard. I'm sorry. If you've never heard that song by Steppenwolf, I highly recommend it. It's called The Wall. It is a song, at least for me anyway, You never forget it when you hear it because it talks about those kind of things. (laughs) Stretches beyond skin and hits the the bone that never leaves 
the price of eternity. It's such a fight that you put on your shoulders, the burden that you so willingly carry for your people. I am so proud of you. Listen to you. That's passion. That's heart. That's courage. Love you, my friend. I love you, too. I can't do anything less. I know. They call, they call, and I answer. It's all. First thing I'm going to do when I get off the air is go listen to that song, you know. It's a, I'm telling you, it's a badass song. You listen to, if you, like I said, if you listen to the words, I mean, he is being right there, autobiographical, and I mean, there's no, you know, there's no misunderstanding about what he's saying. I'm excited to hear it. Soldier Blue, you are incredible, and I want you to tell everyone how they can find you so they can learn this for themselves. All right. Well, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild, and then underneath, in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And uh, also, I have the uh, Red Earth podcast, which uh, this piece will be going on there. And it's, you know, it's going to be a mark of, you know, what's been going on for, well, it's just a mark of, of, of turning another page to be put in, added to the book of what I do. And that's Red Earth One, and it's on uh, Google Podcast and iTunes and uh, about six or seven other uh, platforms. And uh, uh, that's uh, that's. Well, that's pretty much it for that. I mean, I have Reverb Nation going, but I mean, that's for me. That's more about just kind of like interacting with other artists than it is actually like showcasing anything. So there you have it. Very cool. All right, Mr. Rafe Wild. <laughs> We will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. I'll be ready. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work, love. Thank you, Miss Nyla. You're very welcome. All right, our next caller comes from area code 902. 902, you are on the air. I know who this is, but I can't freaking pronounce that name to save my life. 902. Bakustama. Hi, hon. Yeah, I know. My mom still has trouble with it. <laughs> Pronounce it for me. Bauka Kamstra. Bauka Kamstra. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down phonetically. Yeah, that's uh, bow like is in bow wow and ka like kaka, so let's not go there. <laughs> that's cute. All right, so, darling, I am so glad you're here. Thank you for, uh, thank you for um, the kind words. 
and for calling you. Yes. Of course, for calling. Uh, yeah, I am sorry about your friend. Thank you. Thank you. So I wrote down all your prompts last week, and somehow, because I was reading through them when I started writing this one, so I guess it came out of those. Um, I'm not exactly sure the mathematics of that process, but um, you probably won't find... Oh, yes, there is at least one uh, sort of tertiary reference that will bring up one of the prompts. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Years later, I went up the mountain, air thinning and breath becoming scarce. Below us is the illusory sea I'd left behind, an image of what I live with, as blue and as distant as the horizon. I will return there soon enough. I focus on the treachery of scree, on loose handholds, the vegetation's feathery roots, kenning a route where temptations beckon misstep and woe, for is it not a road anywhere a person may pass? I wander, thinking, is it true that a blue wool scarf wrapped inescapably around your neck sheds unwanted thoughts, misdirects ill-willed ghosts, spirits, shampoo for the soul, a cry for the ethereal wilderness to summon an indifferent moon? Oh, the mind meanders when you wander. Or even down there on the familiar rock by the wharf, the peanut shell detritus scattered to await the tide, little boats to breach the horizon, the high note of a song shivering against your headache, lodging just past reason in the febrile flutter of your heart. Wow. I am blown away. I'm picturing all these little tiny, because I just spent the weekend at the coast. I'm picturing all these little, little peanut shell boats. Yeah, there are boats, the horizon. shell boats. Yeah. I can't even tell you how much that that thought delights me. No, I mean, I know that, that it no, wasn't, you know, the poem's not poem. like a, a, a fuzzy bunny poem, but still the thought of little peanut shell boats absolutely brings me such joy. Incredible job on that piece. Thanks. You're very so, welcome. Uh, Are you going to read two? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the second one's called Recursive Love and in parentheses. It was about time. I've been sad for a hundred years, not sure where this is going. All I did was arrive in the morning loose under the sheets, ubiquitous ubiquitous desert sun is gone far to the west it just isn't ubiquitous anymore can you see it can you feel how it burns for i can't see it from here when my wings drop the crows are there reams of burnt paper swirl too frail to burn words dancing unruly the hot wind have made breathing difficult my head's bow to agony and neglect. I've been fixing it a sketch at a time, though a sketch is a void time moving outside, 
creating an essence where time is consumed and you spread against possibilities. Eyes asking parallel questions, fixed on the movement of my chalk. You can feel the slick graphite as it slides over your skin. I want you now to take your time, because by the time I end, it will be time to begin. End poem. Land will be time to begin. That was phenomenal, sweetheart. That was incredible. I hear echoing in the background. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. That's uh, that's you in the background. Oh, hi, me. <laughs> yeah. I know that voice. I know that person. Yeah. I <laughs> Tell have them to shut up while I'm talking. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you keep interrupting you. I know, right? I do that anyway. <laughs> this is not just in stereo. Yeah. All right, love. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay. Um, Twitter, at weird, spelled W-Y-R-D-E, an old word for word. On Facebook, it's my name. So it's B-A-U-K-E, first name, K-A-M-S-T-R-A, um, and you can use the same thing to find my books on Amazon. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart, so glad you were here tonight, and I cannot wait to see what you bring back next week. I appreciate it when you make time for us to read. Okay. You You're here all the time, but you don't read every week. Just know that I really appreciate this. This is great. I'm here cool. quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, who can compete with Todd, right? It's like competing with Shakespeare. Ouch. Nobody competes here. That's what makes this place so cool. We all no, just get to be. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't make but me come over there. you don't there. have any choice but to go after Todd now, do you? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you sweetheart. You're nice. amazing. Thank you for being okay. such an incredible part of our family here. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller, ooh, I'm happy. 216, you are on the air. 216, can you hear me? I can hear you, Mama. Oh, hi, baby. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm not going to go there, but I'm here. And last week I wasn't there. (laughs) I know, you sound good. Yeah, thank you. You're I was chewing welcome. my food. Chewing my food. <laughs> it was cool talking to you this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Still chewing my food. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hi, Nyla. Hi. <laughs> so glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I made it too. Sometimes I get absorbed. I would, I had my mind made up and was telling other people to come and everything. Sometimes I get absorbed into like sitting here beating, and it seems like the time just goes really fast. It was like seven thirty. Next thing I know, I said, "Okay, I wait three more minutes." Next thing I know, it's eight eighteen. I'm like, "What the heck?" So, yeah. <laughs> Micro focusing. I know that well. Mm-hmm. And time goes get it by from so you. fast. 
Yeah, when you, it goes by fast when you do that. When you when mm-hmm. you're all absorbed into something. So let me find the remote. Not the remote. The mouse. So I can scroll. And I have a piece picked out for you from my old prompt that you gave us a long time ago. The name of this piece is called Bedtime Stories You Should Never Tell Your Children. Wow. <laughs> I don't care how bad they are. The name of this piece is called The Boogeyman. And I don't care how bad they are. The boogeyman will get your children if you keep telling them that the boogeyman is going to get them. So go to sleep, children, else the boogeyman is going to get you. Close your eyes and try to be real quiet-like. Not that old boogeyman will hear you. No, I can't turn out the light. Hush, in case he comes. I mean, sorry. Hush, I can't turn on the light. Hush, in case he comes. A creeping up the stairs in the night. He likes to steal little children and take them far, far away and eat them later. Folks say he chops off their heads and feeds them to the gators. Be good, little children, because he only takes the bad in. Hush, he might be hiding on the stairs. Don't let him hear you laughing. That there boogeyman is mean and will put you in a sack and carry you far off to some place far away, way across the tracks. <laughs> I hear something a-creaking. I hear something a-creaking in that bottom hall. Hide up under them kivers and don't make a peep at all. Try to be nice and quiet. Don't let them know you're awake. Oh, mercy me, I hear him exactly where he at. I hear him saying exactly where he at. I wonder which of my children that old boogeyman going to take. Daddy sighed. Oh, well, parents can't help you. We, too, are under old boogeyman's spell. Boogeyman was still announcing, I'm on the first. So we hide our heads and hide under the covers. Dad said, you better lie real still. Boogeyman said, I'm on the second step. Boom. Oh, my. I'm I'm hiding under the covers. I'm scared. But I heard old Boogeyman say I'm on the third step. What you doing, child? Get from under that bed. He knows them hiding places. Oh, my. Them gators might get fed. I'm on the fourth step. Boom. 
no rustling of the covers, nothing. I'm on the fifth step. Boom! You aren't scared yet, sir? Well, I guess it won't be long. Before old Boogeyman take you far, far from home. Boogeyman said he was on the sixth step. How many steps we got out there? I asked my little brother. I think only ten, Daddy said. I'm on the seventh step. Move. I'm so scared. I said I'm on the eighth. Eight. I said I think he's on the eighth. Eight, eight, eight step. Stop all that whimpering. Just hide your head and close your eyes. And when old boogeyman gets up here, he'll get a good surprise, says Dad. He's going to see some good children sleeping with halos on their heads. Ain't no bad children here up here in this here bed. Shh. He's still a-coming. I heard him. He said he on step nine. I had to hold my pee tight or lose it any time. I'm on, I'm on hold it. Boogie man said he on step ten. He said, now I'm in your room. Boogie man said out loud, it's so quiet. I wonder if there's any children in this bed. He couldn't see it because it was dark. I wonder, had I said my prayers, as oftentimes I forget, when he got on step 10, you could hear a rat pee on cotton. Everything was quiet. The silence filled the room. Old boogeyman said, I got you. But we was too froze to move. I pretended to be sleeping. As my brother softly cried, it was dark in that room. I'll never tell my children of the night we almost died. When old boogie man almost made us pee up the bed. When he was near about step five. And good thing boogie man couldn't see so well. He thought he was he thought we was good children sleeping. And he left us to live and tell. And from then on me and my brother Never again played in bed. And when we go to bed at night, we never made a peep. And after that, we always went straight to sleep. I always say my prayers at night and thank the God above. Now I lay me down to sleep. I take my soul. I pray my soul. I pray to God my soul to keep. Amen. I love that poem. I absolutely love that poem. It scares the shit out of me, but I love that poem. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. You really, it's, the, the Disney tales that we tell our children nowadays, you know, just make them feel entitled. But the, the 
the bedtime stories and fairy tales and lore from our our past. We're not we're not the same. You know, some of that stuff was some pretty scary shit. <laughs> I know. And yeah. and it's funny, you, know, you you read that, and I'm thinking about how literal children take things. You know, it, children learn what sarcasm is. They learn what humor is. You know, that's something that we're taught through human interaction. I remember when I was real little, you know, people don't understand that children really do take things literally. Like literally, my I used to sit on the floor and play, and my mom would say, "Don't sit so close to the door; the draft will get you." <laughs> and then one night she asked me to go get something outside, and I was terrified and just started screaming. I wasn't going to go out there because I knew the draft was out there, and I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I shouldn't sit next to the door because if I did, it was going to get me, and I didn't want the draft to get me. And here you are sending me outside. I mean, I was terrified. I had no clue what the draft was. So you knew it was out there, coming from out there. Yep, or my mom telling me that moths always, I hate moths. I'm terrified of moths, right? And butterflies, too. Butterflies are just like moths in drag. They're moths with way too much fashion sense. <laughs> you know, so I'm not a moth or butterfly person at all. <laughs> but right. she used to always tell me that they were attracted to my inner light. And so I literally thought I had this light inside of me that shone out. And so whenever I would see a moth, and I've got a poem about this, but whenever I saw a moth, I would, like, cover my ears and duck my head down so the light wouldn't come out of my nose and close my eyes real tight so that they couldn't see the light and try to get me. <laughs> okay. Isn't that, isn't that weird? That's just that's just so weird. Yeah, they attracted to, to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I literally thought I had a light bulb inside me, and I, whenever I'd see a moth, I'd try to hide that light so they wouldn't attack me because they always come, they always attack you. They dive at your in your hair. I don't know why. I just yeah, you know. try to get to your light. Yeah. <laughs> around the eyes, that's where the light shines through. Yeah, and we see that glow, that inner glow. But yeah, so that's the, that's the name of that piece is a, a bedtime stories you should never tell your children. I love it. I love it. We need to do that every Halloween. Shoot, you should tell us that anytime we they hear us acting up. <laughs> tell us that. I love it. Oh, let me find the second piece here um, and do it for you. I got to going to take a minute, but a minute. I'm in my word doc. I'll just pick out mm-hmm. something. So what's been going on? Not a whole lot. have been stayed with a girlfriend over the weekend who just had surgery over at the coast. It was really nice over there. First part of this week's been pretty quiet for me. It's been good. It's been okay. What's wrong with is she, Was she sick or something? What's that? I said you stayed with her because she was sick, or you just wanted she to get She had surgery on her eyes, so I didn't want her, like, burning down the house making toast. So I went over there to kind of be her beck and call girl. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let me see. I'll read the big screen. That's kind of a good one. And this, what this poem is about, Nyla, my beautiful daughter, is about people putting you 
situations that you would never end, but when they go tell the story, they tell it like you were there, like you had a part to play in it, like you said something, even give you dialogue, like you studied for a script, and you're looking at them like, I didn't say that. I wasn't there. <laughs> that wasn't me. So this is called the big screen. And the truth is, people do you like that, but when we all get to the big screen in the sky, we can push replay and sit there with God, and he'll go over the footage. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what this is about. I got my bags packed. I'm on my way. The last five were pulled today. I'm getting stiff, I'm getting old, getting dizzy, stomach shrinking from tolerating the intolerable. I'm on my way to the big screen, no turning back, no detours, got my bags packed. Not getting off this train till I reach Replay Your Life Avenue. I knew it. She got it twisted. I was not in that picture, never played that scene. God will prove it on the big screen. I hate when people use you as an extra after the fact and add you to bit parts that you never played, give you roles in which you were never featured. I was not in that picture, had no part in it, never played nor practiced that scene. I will see it on the big screen. They say words like and stuff like I never even heard scripts. I never recited or rehearsed. They put words in your mouth, the old folks used to say. There'll be no more hearsay, no ad lib. We shall see, said the blind man, because I'm on my way to the big theater in the sky. My creator got the remote navigating through the footage of my life and time. I'm on my way to the big theater in the sky. Oh, we shall see indeed. That was not my deed. I'm on my way to the big theater in the sky to view the big screen, revealing the whole scene as I sat in the front row. Me and God, there you'll find me reviewing the replay of my life. That's that piece. That was awesome. Big screen. Thank you. You know, you want to see the big screen of your life and your impact in it. Go back and listen to your Mother's Day show. Okay. I listen. I was listening to that again the other day, and it just made my heart sore. You, you already got the link pulled up? Uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, but I can grab it for you easily. Well, I mean, just send it to me sometimes when you get tired. So okay, I'll send it to you all. tonight. So I don't have to go through all that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can get it for you. Okay. Okay, baby. Yeah, that helped me a lot because I I'm so frustrated over here. This just one thing after another. It's not the car. It's the house. It's not the house. It's the exterminators coming when you're not in the mood to be kind of do all of that. Just one thing after another. I just tell you, can't have a day of just peace, tranquility, and poetry. 
That's what I want. Me too. I'll join you for that one. I know that's right. Okay, baby girl. Is anybody behind me? Uh, tell them I'm not. I'm not. I don't want them mean mugging me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a long talker. There's always a little mean mugging somewhere. But yeah, we right. do have more callers. Okay, baby. Bye bye. Love you, Mama. Love you too. Bye bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 615. 615, you're on the air. Is this Clarence? Hi, now it's Clarence. Yes, it is. Hey, Clarence. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, good to hear from Mama O. Hope she's doing well. Good to hear from Brother O. Hope he's doing well. And definitely hope you're doing well. I am doing well. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Good, good, excellent. I wanted to make time to call into your show. Yeah. Mm, that's basically what I'm doing. Well, I am glad you're here. You haven't been here in a while, and I've been, like, kind of stalking your page, looking, seeing what's going on. Yeah, I've been writing because the computer is now so musically I can and so the computer is fixed, and I can get my files back in my software back up and all that other stuff. So I've been focusing on writing. Hey, hey, totally, totally off subject. Can I ask you something really quick? It's kind of sure. like a public service announcement now at this point. On your friends list, you have a gentleman named Reggie Mason. Do you know him? Reggie Mason um, on my friends list? Yeah, on your Facebook friends think, list. Um. I might. I'm not sure. He's a poet. He's got a whole bunch of friends in common with me, and you are one of them. So I know he's a real person. I've talked to him before, but suddenly, out of the blue, I'm getting this email. He sent me an email and wanted to know what my cash app was because he wanted to send some money, and I asked him, is this for the show's sponsorship? And he said yes. And he asked me if I had Cash App. And so I sent it to him. And now he's like doing all this. Do you have cash in your Cash App? Because if you don't have cash, this isn't going to work. And he sent me a nope. screen nope. of it. And it's like $3,500 he's trying to send me. It's a scam, obviously. Scam. Yep. Yep. Big time. Scam. So, So I don't know how who can get a hold of him or how can someone can get a hold of him. But it's one thing having someone hack your account. Christopher's account was hacked and ended up with a picture about a 15-year-old cute little Asian girl on there, and, and you know, now, now it's just gone. But nothing bad has happened to it that I know of. I mean, nothing's been going out. No one's alerted him of any weird emails. But this is, this is dangerous. This is a, a cash-up scam he's trying to pull whoever's hacked his account. So if anybody knows how to get a re- hold of Reggie Mason or whatever, please let him know that this is going on with his account. But I had to ask you because... Yep. He's, we have him in, in comments. I didn't know if you knew him or not. But you know, oh, if anyone okay. wants your Cash App, guys, just don't give it to him unless you know who it is and what it's for. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for okay. the public service announcement. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> no, back to poetry. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> Again, I am really glad you're here because you have been missed. Yeah, um, somebody trapped me the 
past two weeks with a music topic, and it's like, okay, they know I am an expertise at that, so, okay, I couldn't do both. But tonight, it was like they're doing nasty poetry, and I am not an erotic poet, and I am not going to lower my standards like that. So I needed (laughs) to go to something classy, sophisticated. Thank you, Nyla, for, for this vessel. You are very welcome, sir. So I have this piece for you. I have two, actually. So I hope you're happy with that. Okay. All right. First piece is called Paranoid. I always feel like somebody's watching me, but I'm known to rock well through the lethargy and monotony. My vocals are flat like Phil Oki of Human League. I keep feeling fascination, asking, don't? Don't you want me calmly? I'm that type of buck that bucks trends like I'm a resident of Milwaukee. But that girl on fire over there named Alicia took my car keys and now I'm falling. Also, she played a game of solitaire when I wanted to play poker just to say between her I was all in. But she ripped me off like a toupee on Marv Alpert, saying, yes, and it counts. You're balding. I now feel her bite me, giving a contagious virus. While she plagiarizes my writing, I imagine cycles on cycles. Every one of them named Michael, claiming they are disciples. And we should address them by their titles as they steal tithes from believers wearing blindfolds. Why she turned the thermostat down to 65? Now I'm cold. Thoughts in my dome visualizing nights. Wearing white robes. Wiping sinuses on my chrome wheel spinners. While having mac and cheese for dinner. I entered mouths of dragons disguised as log cabins. Dancing like rerun from what's happening, except my pants are sagging. I got eyes implanted into my gluteus maximus, which means I'm a looking ass named Peeping Tom and I'm hanging up. Broadcasting from the power station. Some like it hot when I bang a gong. Think I'm less than advertised? Well, damn. I'm ashamed of y'all. In peace. Wow. Come to Jesus meeting there. It was a wake up early in the morning. Didn't know what I was going to write. I just wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> Those are the best kind, though, right? Yeah, you just look at it and figure out, why did you write that? <laughs> <laughs> because it needed needed to be done. Okay, it must have been inside me. Holding in. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) my next piece is called Closing Time. I need your forgiveness, but you know what? Forget it. I'll forgive you instead. Why should you be the subject of regret? You've done some things. I've done some things. It would be insane to debate about this right now. I've got to move forward. 
stop looking at the scoreboard to see who won this game. Who's the loser and who's to blame? We came to this mutual agreement. You want to say you dumped me? Okay, if it makes you happy. Guess all I wanted to do was have some fun. But neither one of us were geniuses of love. Neither one of us wanted to be the first to say goodbye. That's a lie. Because we fell in sync saying it three times. We cried rivers and phoenix together, making what we call love as we spilled OJ from our glasses, killing time before our exits into doors, declaring separate lives. Take a look at me now, believing we went against all odds. Even if we tried again, we'd be bouncing off the walls. We didn't count up the cost, and it's the last call for alcohol. So I'm giving you cheers because I'll always know your name. As I'll dream into action, pretending no one is to blame. Things can only get better at level 42. At least I've got the keys for falling as I've learned these lessons in love. I hope you don't catch fire moving to Ohio in those skin-tight bridges. Just kidding. But seriously, I'll always love you. Goodbye and best best wishes. That's that piece. Why am I hearing all these song titles? You know me well. Uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's part autobiographical, but, you know, I wanted to make fun of it. It's, it's you know, a little tongue-in-cheek is never a bad thing. Well, except when it's an ex. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's something to be said about keeping a little bit of humor there as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Don't want the drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love, do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can come find you, spend some time with you. Okay. Facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. My group page is called C Double, like double cheeseburger. The number 34, Music and Friends. I have a book on, published by Poetizer Publishing. It's called I Think of These Things. I'll send the link if you want it. And that's about it. Of course I want it. Well, then I'll make sure that you have <laughs> the information on how to get it. It'll cost probably 14 and change. But, you know, it's a nice For little a, coffee book. Nice little coffee book. Nice little book you can take to the bathroom and do what you do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what my bathroom porn is? It's like the Lowe's ads from the newspaper. That That's what I take to the bathroom with me. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, they have nails and they have hammers on sale. And, oh, look, there's tomato plants. That's the good stuff, you know. Oh yeah, those are those are my erotic Can't poems. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, I I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla, right, for having Karen, me. My pleasure, our pleasure indeed. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. 
yes, we'll do our best. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Bye bye. All right, I need to let Miss Annie, my darling Annie, know that you are not in the lineup. Honey, if you want to come on the air, please press one on the phone. If you're here just hanging out and listening, I love that you're here. I love you. And um, I love the pictures you've been posting. So I just want to let you know. All right, that is awesome. Okay, got you there. We have four. Okay, I've got everybody. Yay. Okay, nobody's lost their place in line. I have you all written down. Okay, let's go ahead and get to our next caller. Our next caller comes from area code 207. 207, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. Is this Tammy? Yes. Hi, Tammy. It is so good to hear from you. It's so good to be back. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you perfectly, yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been out for, I haven't been on Facebook on my group or, or my new website in like two months. I've been battling with depression really bad. So it's good to be back. You know, the next time that little bit shows up around you, just yell at her. Yell at her right out loud in your out loud voice. <laughs> yeah. And tell her to shut the hell up. You ain't got time for that. You ain't still no more days for me, and, you know, even if I ain't doing it pretty, I'm doing it, so just get out of my way. That's what I want you to tell her. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Where is Noreen at? I am not sure. I know she's had some stuff going on. She might be a little bit tired or she might be tied up doing something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I noticed she wasn't here. That was a shocker for me. Normally she is. Yeah. So, yeah. I watch for her. And sometimes she's she's had some stuff going on, so sometimes she's not come in until a little bit later in the show. So I'm still hopeful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, um, this piece I'm going to read is actually one of your prompts. Let me remember the pearls of our minute. The what? The pearls. The pearls of our minute. Yes, I do. Do you? Well, this one was written, and you said that's perfect for that, and that's what I titled it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, it's uh, Villanelle 1, The Pearls of Our Minutes. It's, it's a Villanelle. Make not haste of life's travels before death. Learn true conditions with which you are born. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. Tidings to flowers. Earth, raging storms, breath. Bring forth kinship, family, friends, forlorn. Make not haste of life's travels before death. Love for the sake of warm hearts and stone depths. Be still. Let flow from you all souls torn. Be great. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. Sing, spirit, into the void of life cleft, fill with inherent light, holy gifts worn. Make not haste of life's travels before death. Do not dismay by human. Be not dismayed by humanity's theft. Within falling, we restore form. Grace be to those who measure their own breath. 
Be forever diligent through life's risk. Wanderlust is whelm commanding the storm. Make not haste of life's travels before death. Great be to those who measure their own breath. Nassim. You did fantastic on that. You made Thank it seem you. easy. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, you made it seem so easy. Oh no, it was definitely wasn't easy. Uh, uh, um, uh, Villanelles are not easy at all. They are not. That's what I mean. You made it seem easy, but no, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Do I have? Are time you going to read two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this one is called Cigar, and it's a little bit spicy, but it's not out of, it's not disrespectful or out of, you know, it's not going to offend anybody, I don't think. But it's called Cigar. Yummy bad girl fantasy, secret behind Ray's brow. I want a man to please me. Listen close, I'll whisper how. I long to wear his man suit, crisp shirt, silk tie, and all, with silver links a dangling from cuffs ending sleeves too long. I want him to undress me, using only hungry teeth, peeling away the layers to the naughty girl beneath, beginning with pressed trousers, unzipped quite teasingly slow, nibbling, tucking, exciting, teeth grazing flesh traveling below, traveling low. Quickened breasts anticipate, lips, tongue, praise, quivering thighs, tie and buttons unfastened, lost in piercing, praying eyes. Hidden underneath this manhood, corset of crimson breast teeth, Snug tight lace of twining, stockings garter heels that bleed, while muscles glide setting fires and paint pour shiny with love. I want to lay back and watch, smoking my cigar above. And that's the end. That was phenomenal. You know, that's <laughs> I mean that's that's true. That's like romantica that's not not erotica that's just beautiful thank you i was worried it might be a little bit too much for some people no 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 that was absolutely fine that was way within our guidelines okay cool well it's so nice to be on here again it's so nice to hear your voice again i've been gone so long (laughs) uh don't be gone so long next time just, just saying. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put you in the poetry corner or anything like that. But just know, you know, y- you are a family from way back, and you always will be. Even when you're not here, there's a, a place set at the table for you, so that if you just jump in like you did today unexpectedly, there's coffee waiting. This is home, always for you. You're so kind. I really appreciate it, Nyla. I really do. You make me feel good about myself. Well, you should. You know, the world doesn't always get us, you know, we, yeah. especially creative people. You know, we're a bit odd. We we don't see things the way the rest of the world sees them, and therefore that's why we write, because we don't understand why they can't, so we want to explain it to them so that they'll stop being dumb. 
right. you know, and, and realize how cool things are. And, and, you know, they will understand that the grass is not always just green and the sky is not always just blue. They're right. just, just They're not, you know. And they're and not, so we no. don't. Yeah, we don't always walk through life getting the being able to plug in and being fed from the places that we really need it from the most. And the more the outside things swallow us, the deeper sometimes those places can get. The important thing again, to remember is the you have poetry it produces too. You know, there's there's truth to that because I'll tell you what, there is this crazy weird bitch inside of me literally that absolutely has no problem with the dark places. You know what, you're going to break yeah. up with me? Oh, my God, this hurts so bad. Will you please hurry and leave so I can write a poem now? Oh, my God, you're saying, yeah. yes, you can have the china. No, I don't care if you keep my sweater. Whatever, dude, just take what you want and get the hell out because, you know, you're cutting into my writing time now. Oh, yes, yes, I'm very brokenhearted. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to feel miserable for a little bit. This is so awesome. I'm so excited. Oh, my God, yes. You know, there's that that part of this. But... The important thing to remember, especially because, you know, you said you've had a pretty rough couple of months, is to remember that you have to, you have to feed yourself. You have to plug into some place that's going to feed you, not the you that you are when you put on your shoes to go to work or get up and take care of other people's shit all day long. You've got to take care of you, you. And this is a place, I think, that does that for so many people. I think that's one, yeah, of the ma- that one of the things that's magic about this place is that, you know, for, for five minutes you can jump on here and breathe and exhale and be around people who get you, who understand, who know you, who accept you, who celebrate you. Yeah, so don't it's forget that's what this place, place is. That's who we want to be and who we are for you, okay? Thank you so much, Nyla. You're such a good soul. <laughs> I just you love are. you. I love you too, honey. So tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Well, um, I'm mainly on Facebook now. Uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash poet Tammy Hendricks. Or you can find me at Dreamers Cafe, which is also on Facebook. Perfect. I've got a new site. I've got a new website that I've created. I've I've only got 33 members so far, but I'm building it up, hoping to get more members. But if anybody wants to come by, it's um, uh, DreamersCafePoetry.com. Perfect. And uh, make sure you post that on the page. I mean, we've got a network of how many people? I've got no idea anymore. You know, but these are all your peers, people who know and love you. And if you're doing something, they want to know about it. They want to be a part of it. So, you know, my page is kind of like the the bulletin board in the coffee shop. Take advantage of it. Let people know what you're doing. Oh, cool. Thank you. I will do that. You're very welcome. And you guys make sure you get over there and check that out. Hook up with Miss Tammy here. It was lovely to be here. We will talk to you next week, okay? Yes, we will. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. Our next caller 
comes from area code dun 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 eight one five Gina. Gina, right? No, it's not Gina. Eight one five, you're on the air. It is Gina Storm Nala. Oh, it is. Yes, oh, ma'am. Thank God. <laughs> scared me for a minute. Eight one five from the bills and Miss Joliet, Illinois. People always say that. Oh my God, you always repping the eight one five. Absolutely. Because I'm not from Chicago. I'm from Chicago land. I live in the suburbs, and I live in Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. You make you make my heart smile. I'm so happy to be here because I have my grandchildren, and I feel like my life is complete now. Aw, I bet that was fun. Absolutely. Their last day of school was Monday, and, oh, my Fitbit just told me I got my 10,000 steps for the day, and I didn't make my goal yesterday because I had a migraine and a tummy ache, and I was going through something, and I'm not there today. So hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. What do you have for us, baby girl? Um, I'm going to do a freestyle and I'll read one. How about that? Works perfect for me. Okay, so the freestyle you know how to that speak I'm my love language for my grandchildren. Um, I have long ago dubbed them the famous three, and they know why because Gina Storm is not just my name; it's also my brand. And when I'm on the mic, they understand that they need to be on—I call it radio silent—so that I can spit my piece without background noise. So they are so accommodating. I want to dedicate this piece to the three of them. Um, I'm just simply going to title it The Famous Three. So, 2012, I had an amazing experience in my life. The only child that I was able to give birth to after me being the first time a wife, I was pregnant four times with five children, and my daughter Stephanie Alicia was the only live birth. The rest of the children went immediately to heaven, and she's the only one who came down to be with me here on earth. And as a result, I was blessed and highly favored to have three grandchildren that I have dubbed the famous three. And they mean the world to me. The first is Juliana Denise. The second is Danielle Joy. The latter is my only grandson. His name is Joshua Maurice. I'm so happy and blessed to be their Gigi because I asked my oldest granddaughter when she was about two years old, what was it that she wanted to call me? And she said, I'm going to call you Gigi. And I said, how do you spell that? And she said, I'm not sure. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper and showed it to her. And she said, okay, sure. It was G-E-E and G-E-E. So I became their Gigi on that very day. When Danielle came along and then Joshi they also decided to call me Gigi. The reality for me was I didn't know love until I knew them. My daughter is one of those children that I am so blessed and thankful to be the mother of. I tell her to her face daily, if I could pick my own child, i still pick you. And the blessing that she gave me is these three, and it's true. The famous three mean the world to me because they are everything. My oldest granddaughter writes poems as well as freestyles when she's on mics with me. The younger two, I've dubbed them the twins because not only do they look like each other, but they are so, I don't even 
even know what it is. There's some kind of connection that is within. All three of them slept with me last night, and I'll be honest with you, it was like WWE and a wrestling match as well as fight. I lost, and that's okay because I have two memory phone poppers on my bed, and I knew right away that even though I had covered myself with a quilt when I went to sleep that night, that I was always going to be warmed, and I'll tell you why that's right. They have this internal furnace is what I call them because they are all naturally warm-blooded, and I am often cold because I'm anemic. So I usually shiver even if the window was simply cracked because I live in the Midwest part of the state of Illinois, and last night it was like 53 degrees, and that's a fact, but I did not ever feel like I was cold because even though my covers were on the floor, they kept me warm. Juliana had her arm wrapped around Danielle. Danielle had her head on my shoulder, her arm across my chest, her leg was wrapped around my thighs, and Joshua was on my feet. There was no part of me that was cold, so I felt like I was complete. It's one of those things, like they are used to listening to rain showers and thunder, and that's usually how they go to sleep. Sometimes I play classical music, but I didn't do that last night because I did not want to compete. I simply wanted to look at their sleeping faces because they're angelic when they're not awake. I love them when they are breathing because they're living, and the fact that their existence make me complete. I was so happy and thrilled to be their Gigi, and I'll tell you, it's real. All I ever wanted to do was be a mom and a wife, and I've been so twice. But I'm divorced now and single, but the thing that makes me possible for me to every day continue to move on. Like I said, yesterday was a bad day. I powered through because of the famous three. They make everything in my life okay. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. In peace. (laughs) You're very welcome, ma'am. Absolutely our pleasure. (laughs) That was phenomenal. It was so endearing. Thank you. They were listening. I actually came in the room with them and paused the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon so that they could listen to my piece because um, the the twins don't care anything about poetry, but Juliana really gets it. And the reality is she'll be 10 this year. They are currently 9, 7, and 5. But I've been Jenna Storm all of their lives. And I don't need them to participate. I just need them to be quiet while I'm on a mic, and they always do so. So I'm grateful and thankful for that. That is awesome. You need to write a. You need to write a collab with your granddaughter and, that writes, and you guys both need to come on and read it. Okay, we'll have to do that. We um, we've done it on other mics. Um, on other networks and, and other situations, but the reality is she actually loves it. Like, she'll write a piece. Let me tell you how beautiful they are. They found out that um, I have a brother cousin, because everybody knows that I have 16 brothers, but only two biological, and some of them were cousins, some were family friends, and some were classmates that my parents took in who either needed a male role model or to be in a safe space. 
So for 10 years, I grew up with 16 boys, and I was the only girl, and I'm the oldest. And people are always like, oh, my God, you have so many brothers. I was like, yeah, my friends used to call them the Dammit Brothers. <laughs> They'd be like, I would have asked you on a date, but damn it, Gina, you got so many brothers. <laughs> I don't think I can compete. It's going to be crazy if I ask you out. How many of them do you have to take with us? It was all, the advance was always two. My mom was like, take two of your brothers. So what I would try to do is um, tum up two of them when I knew that my date was approaching and see, you know, if they would, like, you know, get busy or distracted so that I could have a good time on my date. Um, the wonderful thing about brothers is they don't care who the guy is. I'm still their sister, and they're not having it. So yep. I yep. love for that. <laughs> And, and, and I love my parents, you know, for the protection and for the love that made it a possibility for me when I got married the first time to get married in a white dress. And it wasn't just for show. It was because I had earned it. So um, I, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for that. That's incredible. That's their grandfather. So, yeah, it, mean the, it meant the world to me. Like, honestly, I, I, I worked very hard, you know, to be a good girl. And being a girl, girl doesn't mean that you're a virgin when you get married. It just happened to be my situation. This is true. Absolutely. Um, so I want to read something, and um, it's going to be short and sweet, and then I'll be out the way because I know you got callers on top of callers, <laughs> standing on callers <laughs> and waiting behind callers. But um, I wrote this piece on June 14th, 2016, and the title is Everybody Hurts Sometimes. I hurt daily. I know lots of you are like, damn, pain poetry again, lady? It's not an easy thing. I just warm it up because I'm that queen. I put on my bright, shiny face with my best foot forward. I fight hard because I'm no coward. My struggles are as well-known as my poetry. Every month I advocate awareness for something that I was diagnosed with that people on the outside think that is killing me, mentally, emotionally, or physically, sometimes even spiritually. But I pray, and I have the faith that protects me. I'm far from perfect and aware that people think that I have lost my filter, but I have no chill. Just don't care. I'm posting recklessly, but truthfully, I'm finally free. I'm not doing any silent suffering. I'm letting my figurative hair down because it's very short, naturally curly. I'm not a ringleader at the circus or playing the clown. I excruciatingly hurt constantly. That isn't easy from day to day. It can vary. One day, it's my limbs. The next is a migraine. My lungs hurt from asthmatic attacks. There is never a time when my body gives me slack. Coping is something for which I have a knack. I don't always cry or complain. I'm a warrior and a fighter. Hell, Tina Storm is my chosen name. I'm not Gina Ladybug or Butterfly. You must be insane. I'm just fed up today. I'm letting my pen have her way. I am going to survive and again thrive, and hopefully soon I'll be okay. It's just a struggle, sometimes just for me to smile. When tears want to fall, my daughter said that you're going strong and you will get through. My granddaughter saw me crying, and she said, Chi-Chi, what's going on with you? I said, I'll be okay. See, this is no play for sympathy, y'all. 
someone's reading this or listening to this was feeling bad for themselves and focusing on their pain and giving into it, but my advice is to keep your head up. Look at me. Everybody hurts sometimes. You have to redirect your energy and still shine. Tap into your inner light like I do mine. It's hard, but I do. And because of that, I know that you can too. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. Thank you for reading to us. You're welcome, and, Helen. And like indulging I said, I us. I to read and freestyle now because I have to remind people that I'm not just a spoken word freestylist. I'm also a poet. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, ma'am. Sometimes it's, it's easy to forget things. Absolutely, sis. Thank you so much. My granddaughter came in here and she's snapping her fingers silently. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. You go hug those babies for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are the love of my life. Like, I I didn't even know love until they were born. Like, I love my daughter with every fiber of my being, and I loved both of my husbands while we were married. But these three, ah, it's a whole other thing. (laughs) Anyone and everyone who's a grandparent understands what I'm saying. Like, it is next-level love. Something special, huh? I'm so excited for you. That's awesome having him there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I got them. Their last day of school was Monday. I got them Tuesday after dinner. I'm going to have them either um, till bedtime on Friday or Monday after breakfast or or Saturday after breakfast. But um, I am booked to do spoken word. I'm doing poetry in the park on Juneteenth. Um, I have two trips that I have scheduled for the end of the month, and they know that, you know, sometimes I have to work because poetry full-time now is my job because I retired from my day job. I ran a daycare for 23 years for children with special needs, and um, I love that with every fiber of my being and those children, too. One of my daycare babies turned 25 today, and I'm thinking, never! I feel so old, but it's a blessing. So I'm just happy to be here. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Clubhouse. Gina Storm is not just my name, it's also my brand. So anywhere that poetry is, that's where you'll find me. Very cool. Fantastic job, sweetheart. I'm so glad you're here tonight. And uh, enjoy those babies, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sister. Absolutely love you. See you next week. Love you too, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Let's grab area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hello? Larry? Oh, wow. Get over here, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do a poetry. I'll talk to a truck driver. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Mr. Automatic Charismatic in the building. Yes. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. You know, I had to call in. Uh, my load's not ready, so I said I might as well go ahead and do some poetry. You know? I think you might as well. Yeah. So, we're going to play a game, Nala. Uh-oh. Right? Ice, ice, baby. Uh, you're too cold. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to I... play a game? What's the game? Okay, here's the game. 
I want you to give me the first poem, choose a black leader. And the second poem, choose another black leader. The black first admiration that you have for a black uh, in, that made history. Muhammad Ali. Rosa Parks. You could be Rosa Parks. You could be. I know. I want Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. And. Okay, that's the first poem. What's the second poem? The second one is, I don't know if you'll know who it is, Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill? Do you know who that is? Uh, I'm going to look up, look up, look him up. Buck O'Neill was the was a Negro League baseball player that was the first black coach in major leagues. He's also the one that signed Ernie Banks and uh, a bunch of others. He played, uh, he's the one that started the Negro League uh, Hall of Fame Museum and um, just has done so much for uh, Negro League baseball teams. Okay, keeping letting people know that, that they're they how many records were broken and how many you know the the accomplishments of those athletes back then, and we we're very big into okay. Negro League baseball history. It's one of my huge passions. So, you know, or you can do. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do I don't make it easy on you, do I? No, and I'm glad you did. Buck O'Neill and, uh, and Muhammad Ali. <clears throat> Okay, the first poem is going to be called uh, The Greatest. I'm living in this life in this ring. I'm trying to show what the free of things worldwide. See, I'm not going to fight for this Vietnam War. They're looking at me. They're fighting against my people. I'm fighting the war every day. I changed my name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, who I am. Charlie called me a a draft doctor, but I'm powerful. I'm powerful like my hands. I'm powerful every time when my hands land. It's landing freedom. It's knocking out the barriers. I won't be that part of the weakness. I am like a butterfly. I fly above all that could be racist. You see, I'm a natural in the ring. I'm flashing. I sting like a bee. I sting in the moment of when they tried to silence me. I sting because they tried to put me down. I sting because the war is not mine. I find the war just because of the color of my skin. I find the war because of where I am right now. I find a war to let people be educated of where I stand. I stand with my brother Malcolm X, and I talk to Dr. King. I've talked to Elijah Muhammad. I've talked to many people. I've talked to to get together as one for justice. You see, I live in this ring, and I'm knocking them out one by one. 
No wall can ever take thee down. Nothing, not even the hatred of those who want to be an enemy of mine. They say, why do you uh, disgust me? To me, no. I say that any of all enemies have been disgusting of your own hatred towards me. I had to fight a war every day, but I'm not fighting yours. I'm not fighting this war. I'm not going to the turf of Vietnam for people who don't attack me because of who I am and what I stand for. But in the end, they will know that I am the greatest. This all the man cares, man. Glitter Glitch. Thank you. It's in. I'm all in. I've been dry. <laughs> Fantastic job. I'm impressed. Good job, Larry. Okay. Uh, my next poem is I Refuse uh, 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 the No Strike Zone. All right. You may call me Jackie Robinson, or you may call me Buck O'Neill. But what I want to keep it real, you see, it felt like I struck out trying to be able to vote, trying to just live like a, a normal citizen, and I'm helping people swing it at the bat. What you love, to take it like a home run. I need to feel like I'm home. I need to feel like I'm in a different zone. I need like when the time to strike out and time to bring us all home to a nation of freedom. I need to be a pitcher to strike those out, those who are against me. I'm a Buck O'Neill. I am like the sanitation worker. I am a man. I never strike out because there's no strike zone. I am a Dr. King with no strike zone. I am a Marcus Garvey with no strike zone. I am Rosa Parks. Don't take me there. I am in no strike zone. Buck O'Neill. Helping others to be in the dream of swinging the bat. I Jackie Robinson, the Brooklyn Dodgers. We are loving that we can push ahead, that the no-strike zone is will not be existent. We are rising above a whole nation, a whole new legislation. See, what was trying to be of robbery, but see, I fulfilled the prophecy. We are in a no-strike zone clause, so take an applause. We are heroes, dynamic. We are the best on the planet. Gravitating to no more knowledge than you ever heard of. Yes, we are. The words that be clear. The words that spread love everywhere. Only in our skin will we begin. And then, more stories. Wherever that be stated. So will you try to strike us out? No. It's that one, two, three strikes at you at the ball game? No, this is a different game. And another game that we continue to win. And the no strike song. Mr. Automatic Charismatic Delivery Link to take his in them all in, Barbara and Drive. Absolutely phenomenal. 
You did great with both of those. Absolutely incredible, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I think you're a fan of mine. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I try to come on the show when I can, but you know, when I'm driving, going all those miles, it's like, you know. I know, so it I'll gets crazy. All right, love. Tell everyone how they can find you. Go ahead. Well, I'm starting a referral business for um, Hell Week, um, and I want to help people um, uh, talk to people about getting their uh, getting some um, experience with other companies. Um, I'm starting my own referral business. I'm going to go back to radio for podcasts, um, and I am. I go by Mr. Automatic Charismatic. My business is Mr. AC Viper Vision. Um, I've had a Viper Network. Um, I'm coming back. I'm going to be doing um, doing uh, websites. I will help people if people want to uh, have a website at uh, WordPress. But you should go WordPress. I will help you out with WordPress. Uh, if you um, there are certain things you could do. I have a formula called Formula 91382 where I can uh, stretch words to 138 ways. Yes, I could take one word and break it down 138 ways. That would be fun. That that's that alone. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I do it. I, 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 I have a formula, and I'm I'm working on my book. And the thing is, um, what I want people to understand is that you break information, you break information like enzymes, like molecules. And once you break down that information, the information becomes you. It's the difference between forcing information to become you and letting the information come to you freely. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I, I, okay. I create my own. Yeah, I create my own codes, my own uh, graphs, my own arithmetic. So I create all that. Very cool. So yeah, that is, that's that me. Is, that's impressive as hell. All right, Larry. I sent you. I just sent you a message with the information. Uh, there's a book by Buck O'Neill called "I Was Right on Time." You can find it for a couple bucks on used online. I want you to get that, and I want you to read it. I will. I will. Naughty Nyla. Naughty Nyla. Not Naughty Nyla. You not. You know what? I want to hear. I tell you what. This is what I want. <laughs> I when I get to podcasting, I want to interview you. Will you give me a will you give me an interview? Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be crazy because I'm a truck driver. Because I'm gonna go back to podcast. But I, you know, I can send a message to you, bro. You know. I do. I would love to enter 
and, and hear your work. Not just hear, not just interview, but hear your your poems, your poems that you recorded. The audience. I see. I knew you were gonna. Bad. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> your good girl going bad. That's what that's what happened. Uh, I have many facets, as do many women. <laughs> it is part of who we are. All right, Larry. I gotta grab these All other right, colors. Okay. Good night. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetie. <laughs> All right. Our next caller. Let's go ahead and give the lineup. I don't know what happened here. Something weird happened here. We have 401 followed by 863-406-573. That's kind of where we're sitting right now. So let's go ahead and grab 401. You're on the air. Peace and blessings, Myra. Peace and blessings. Here I am. It's the Pawtucket Poet Laureate, Jay Chattel. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. How are you? Outstanding. How are you doing? I I, uh, I, I was listening and I heard uh, your, your journey with your friend that you spoke about. Uh, you know, so tell me, what, it was, uh, what did you write after that experience with your friend? Which one? Uh, the one that uh, had the operation on her eyes. Oh, oh, oh. I wrote a haiku for her, and I drew her a picture of an inkwell and a feather and put it on a refrigerator like a good kid. And, and But I didn't do much writing. I was too busy making our coffee. <laughs> well, nevertheless, I'm sure it was a blessing, and uh, you got a chance to write without the uh, ink, and you got to write with your soul as the words, you know, left your lips and touched her soul, I'm sure you uh, you guys had a great time sitting on the beach, you know, expressing, you know, whatever feelings were coming out at that time. Did you get to sit on the beach, like you said? We sat. Her her house is right on the beach, and it's up on a little cliff. And oh. it, she couldn't have walked through the sand very well. But we sat up on we sat up in her balcony right on top of the the, I mean, look. We could we could throw rocks in the water. That's how close we are. Yeah. And we got to watch the orca go by. There was a little baby orca that still had like this little orange patch on its face. So we got to see killer whales. There's a whole bunch of killer whales <laughs> here right now, close to shore, which is pretty crazy cool. It was it that was awesome. Crazy. It was very inspiring. I painted. That I did paint while I was I, there. Multiple talents. What, what did you paint? Um, the ocean and the sunset, and I drew the. Did we, I did some sketching. Did we leave we, we have. There's a great big huge. She has a great big huge giant piece of plywood, huge, on an easel, and it's a community effort. So every time she has people come over, they'll paint on it, and they'll just add to it, and other people will paint, and they'll add to it, and so I painted on that. So yeah. Oh, so it's a, it's a giant collage of artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever comes over and visits her gets to paint on the board. Oh, that's amazing. That's very cool. That's amazing. Did you post it online? No, I did not because it rained, and when we woke up in the morning, everything I painted was washed away. Oh. Yeah, but it was there for a moment, and it was amazing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the last week was – the the past week was the last week of the event that I – that I do with the entire fifth grade poetry class, 
and mm-hmm. parents and children alike. I got five out of the 11 that would love to come on to the show. Oh, that's um, awesome. So we need to set so, yeah. that up, figure out how you want it set up, and do a special show just for them. I, yeah, so I, I grabbed their, tel- you know, I figured the telephone, the mom's telephone, the dad's telephone number, the child's name, um, and the first, second, third place actual winners. So each, I don't know if you remember, but each school selected a winner. Then, e- then out of the, um, the each 11, school, 12, a winner was chosen yeah. overall. Over exactly. So, yeah. so we'll have first, second, and third place plus two other poets that will that will join us on the show. Um, I do have to tell you, they were a little intimidated. I I think I overbuilt you, not overbuilt you up, but, you know, I spoke truth about you. The kids got intimidated a little bit, and I had to, like, you know, hurry up and, you know, backpedal because I forget their children, and, you know, anything when it comes to media is larger than life. So I had to tell the parents, you know, I gave them your information if they can go online and look you up so they can be totally comfortable with the idea of having their children mm-hmm. on your show, you know. So that's, you know, I just wanted to give you that heads up. If you get any parents reaching out, that's the reason why. Mm. That's awesome. I'm so excited to be a part of that that adventure or that path that you're building with them with you. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad to be a part of that. So t- today it's I talked be to amazing. the director. Today I talked to the director and asked her how she feels about taking the the event from citywide to statewide. Mm-hmm. And and how would she feel, you know, because it's been 14 years in the making for anti-tobacco, but how would she feel about allowing us to explore uh, different topics? And the topic I would like to explore was um, uh, nonviolence and suicide prevention. Um, and I want to take that throughout the. I want to take that throughout the uh, the school system for the state of Rhode Island. It might have to go you know, into the high school region because of the, the seriousness of the suicide prevention. But as you know right now and you can see, you know, the daily news, I don't think it's uh, far-fetched to have something of this seriousness put, you know, into the school on this nature. So the director agrees with me, and uh, in, in the two weeks' time, we'll see, we'll see if this goes from citywide to statewide, if I get That's the vote incredible. from it which will be pretty awesome here. Yeah. be pretty awesome. So I, let me ask you one more question. Have mm-hmm. you ever been successful with 30 for 30, even though it's not 30, in April, in the month of April? So writing a poem every day for 30 days? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely not. <laughs> actually don't, I actually don't think I've ever set that goal for myself. Oh, I, I, I set my goal for that myself uh, and every year I fall short in one way or another except one particular year. So I thought it would be fun to, uh, and I, you know, the year I, I did it, I was successful, was a leap year. So there's 29 poems that I have on cue. I'm going to ask you to give me a number, which correlates to a day, and that will be the two poems I read tonight. Ooh, awesome. So I want the third and the seventh. Okay, so let me go to the first 30. Let me see. I, you know, I write a haiku every day, but that doesn't really count, does it? 
Oh, of course, that, why that, not? So that's not really a thirty because it's. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I yeah, of course. It, why isn't it? It's a it's a style of poetry. It is. And I, my first April first was a haiku, but you didn't ask me for that. I actually I actually wrote an entire. I took all the haikus that I that I've written. In the future, I'll share this one with you because I I, I hate doing the poetry prompts with the haikus. So um, I took all my haikus and and rearranged them in an order to tell a story. And they were written at all different times in my life. So I, I, it was like, it was a definitely, it was, a, it was kind of a poetry challenge for myself. So in the future, I'll definitely share that one with you. I, I, I have the haiku poem. But you asked right. for the third and the seventh. Third and the seventh. So April 3rd, today's poetry form is called Limerick. <laughs> so fitting. Because this is written for children. <laughs> awesome. Okay, ready? Here we go. There once was a man from Pawtucket. You know the city called The Bucket. He always stood tall, answered every call. This is the new song, Don't You Love It? There once was this man that was cool. He loved to teach poetry at school. And when he rhymed, kids clapped every time. His poetry broke all the rules. There once was this poet named Jay. He had a whole lot to say. And when it came time to construct every line, he could only speak in one way. He is from the city of truth. He loves to talk to the youth. He walks the streets with poetic treats, teaching them to embody words like coof. Now you know this man from Pawtucket. It's time to show the world the bucket. So raise up your hand, tell the world that I am. We are a proud member of the public. End poem. Wow. Love All right. It. So. Let's get to the seventh. Let me scroll down. Ah, okay. April 7th, today's poetry form is called Prose Chatel Style. So Chatel Style is uh, something that I created uh, uh, for myself. I mean, I'm, I'm sure all the poets have done this before, but it's something I created for myself. I, I started using a social network. Um, one day I had this idea that poetry was here to save lives. We're saving, uh, we're saving lives one poem at a time. Why not start off with mine? And, and so it started off from that idea. I reached out to the social network, and I asked them for one positive word. I've done this now many, many, many times. I've created uh, song, poetry songs out of the style. This is the prose on that day, I used prose to guide my, my pen, so this is called Chappelle style. The current cross I carry has me writing and fighting with emotional actions, so I'm on the hunt like a proactive man that needs to feed his family. I've trained in many forms of poetry, but context of prose got me meditating like a bliss muse on how not to confuse the average reader into not understanding where today's life is leading us. I'm sitting here trying not to get stressed out about government so-called for-the-people attitudes that treat us unequal while preparing sequels to this world, to this war machine that they keep feeding us at the same time, starving us from the truth. Youth and elderly alike can fight propaganda and systematic meanings within writings on walls of all social media that doesn't seem to be really social at all. Less and less phone calls to family members and more and more gossip and rumors spreading. Infecting minds of the many. It's games nowadays people play. 
Take the origins of lacrosse, for example. Not so much force of competition, but more for the preparation of the soul. Yes, back in the 1400s, it was a wide-open game that was part religious, part ritual, and part military training. Just like the Beataway, the creative name-making process of my ancestors grow custom, has grown custom to also show us all but been taken away. National, racial, political, all cultural groups I disappear from this world like genocide of my people. This game of conflict has to stop. I know people are bewildered about being dragged into this warfare over deaths of children that are not allowed to enter our country at this time. It's just downright depressing on every level. The chaos that has, that has been created by the, the Shawmut war machines, part of their strategy to create fear of Middle Easterns, that are our brothers and sisters in this mother earth. Let me get one thing straight. I have a higher power, and there's no way my higher power gave me the ability to think, feel, and react with these emotions and empathy inside of me and not act as a man my sister knows I am. I wish this poem was about sunshine. And uh, I'm going to totally skip that word. (laughs) There was somebody trying to trip me up there. The mediatric nature translation. It means the healing power of nature and not the pain like when Tara lost her mother when she was a child. I can't imagine waking up and never seeing mom again. But this life we live is more real than any fictional movie, and I know what it feels like to bury a child. Misapprehension produces distractions, consequences to individuals and nations. It's time to respect our hard-working neighbors like my friend Silva, never giving in to the pressure of her peers and quitting when times get rough. It's enough, people. Stop the hating and the violence. Stop persecution from the idolized standbys people that are silent, that stand as one nation with one God no matter who you call him because words get lost in translation and protect our only race, you know, the human one, from becoming erased from this planet. It's hot enough, damn it. When will our answers be get answered? It's a blessing we all need. End poem. Wow. So that you know, was... a couple of people, a couple of people try to trip me, and they and they they had success. So they, you know, they they send, you know, when you ask for positive words or when you ask for like leading words, you know, I had this one time. Uh, Oh, man, what is that? What is the longest word in the dictionary? (sighs) I can't remember right now. It's drawing a blank in my mind. But, you know, people, you know, I have poets alike, you know, they'll try to Isn't it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Oh, that's on it also. (laughs) 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 That's in there. I think that's the longest word. Oh, I have to, I'm going to go back and look because they be tripping me. They, they, you know, sometimes I, 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 I encourage them to make it a little difficult for me, and then I realize, what the heck did I just say? <laughs> but, well, it's always a pleasure to build with you now. You have a blessed evening. Uh, I love I love tuning in, and I'm glad I uh, I got re- I got uh, the vibrations flowing back through me. And speak easy is on my heart. You have a blessed night. You as well, my dear. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Let me know what's going on with the with the kids when you want to set that up so I can let them know. Sooner the better Perfect. because you're the children. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay. There we go. All right. All right. We've got 863-406-573. Those are our next three callers. Let's go ahead and grab 863. Um, hello, Nyla. Hey, um, sweetheart. See, hello. I gave you plenty of notice, didn't I? Yes, you sure did. Yep. Thanks. Oh, and I can't get in the chat. That's why um, 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 Tammy didn't see me in there. I, I, I've been listening from the very beginning. Uh-huh. So that's all that's unusual for me not not be able to get in there. So I don't know what happened. Okay. Hmm. And I want to yeah, thank Tammy. It's, been, it's not been behaving nicely tonight. So. Okay. But we only have a few minutes left, so let's get you going. I want to get you on the air. What do you have for oh, us tonight, oh. sweetheart? Okay. I want to read... Um, 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 for Gary, I want to read The Aura of Truth. Okay. Um, for, poetry is a communication of truth, a necessity of understanding something you can believe in, a comfort to your well-being, to know and to feel. Evils will be spread to the open mind. The love of others shall be in kind. The end. That was and, beautiful. Yes. He is so amazing. Yes, he is. I wish he could still be here writing. Okay, okay. And um, and 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 mine. I have a, a double haiku. It's called "Dark Clouds Disappeared." Those dark clouds was here, but my Gary intervened and asked God for help. He chased them away so I can take out the trash. He is my hero. The end. Ah. I love it, Noreen. Because it happened yesterday, and I thought, well, that's a good, great haiku, but I couldn't make one, so I had to make it double. You did beautifully. I'm proud yes. of you. Okay, thank you. You are very welcome. Okay. And, um, oh, and, and do, I have, do you have time for the second one? You get your second one, yes. Okay. And this one is called... Um, Teach a child. Teach a child to love, a best gift you can give, instead of hatred towards mankind. Teach a child respect towards the elderly, instead of disrespect and cruelty. cruelty. Teach a child about marriage, how sacred it is, and in order to be a success, and it should be based on love, true love. The spouse is like your cherished treasure. Teach a child about friendship. You can't buy friends, and friends are traitors. Teach a child about morals and values, how important it is. Teach a child on bias toward the ones who are different from us. Teach a child about God's love and Jesus' love, how he loves each one of us. Teach a child to read and write. He would go far in life for the good. Teach a child about nature to appreciate the simple and small things in life. Teach a child about arts and crafts. He can create things with his hands if he put his mind to it, so he can build up his self-esteem and confidence. Teach a child to say no to drugs. It'll put him through hell on earth if he says yes. 
teach your child these things, and this world will be a better and safer place to live. The end. Amen to that, sister. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay, okay. okay. All right, tell everyone how to find you. Okay, you can find um, Gary and I. You can find our books on um, Amazon.com, and you can find us on um, our official website, Gary and Norminsnyder.wix.com front slash poetry, and you can find um, Gary on ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com. Um, Facebook.com and um, PoetryPoem.com and you can um, also find us on the Poetry Club um, every um, and on the Poetry Club and we um, and we have the um, Facebook Live every Saturday either at four mostly at four and every now and then something happens I have to do it at five but I try really hard for four o'clock and then um, then the last Tuesday of each month I did on a Tuesday. Um, I have a new, new show called Have a uh, Chat with Poet Noreen. It's on the Tuesday because I try to fit in where I, where I know that nobody else has a show on. I'm hoping not because I don't want to interfere with anyone else's show. That's why I have it on Tuesday. <laughs> that okay. sounds like a great time. Yes. Okay. And and I have a star server on will be the um the be the be the guest in, in June. June the 28th, and then um, Robbie, he'll be on July. That's incredible. That's a yes. great lineup, Noreen. Okay. Oh, and then you can, uh, I'm, I'm going to be on, I'm not going to be on it, I'm still going to be listening, because um, Melvin, I'm doing this in honor of Melvin. I've only been on that show, only been been to the show only one time, because Melvin, one who suggested to me to go to on Cloistered Poetry Online, it's the second Sunday of every month, and um, so he, um, so um, I missed up, didn't go on it last month, but I'm going on it this Sunday on June the 12th, and I'm doing this in honor of um, of Melvin. I'm not going to be my poetry. I'm still going on there to listen to uh, to the others. I think he was a regular on there, but I'm going to do this in honor of him because he. You want to post the it. link on my page for that, honey? Yes, I sure will. Thank okay. you. Okay. You're welcome. Because I want to do something for him, and I thought that's the least I could do. Okay. And 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 that's in peace, Melbourne. What's that? I said I said rest in peace, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Noreen. Thank you so much. Appreciate okay, you. You're welcome. You're All right, welcome. honey. We'll talk okay. to you next week. Yes, I'll be here next week. Okay. okay. Bye bye. Okay. All right. We have or bye bye. Oh, not bye bye. See you next week. All right. We have four oh six next. Annie, are you with me, love? Yes, I am. You jumped out of the lineup and then back in. Did you want to come on last? Um, no. My for some, the the um the pug was being rambunctious and jumped my phone to the floor. Okay. Well, I'm glad I grabbed you then because you were next. How are you, sweetheart? I am well. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. 
I absolutely love all the things that you've been posting. I had no idea that you could paint like that. I mean, I, I knew that once I got back in contact with you. But when we were running around back in the 80s together, I had no clue. I had no clue you could paint like that. <laughs> it was very much discouraged at that time by um, individuals in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. I agree. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> That's just, what I say to that. I just started painting again um, four years ago. Well, you're That's... an incredible talent. It's so many things, and it doesn't surprise me at all. You're like a like this regular Renaissance woman. <laughs> I do thank you for that. Let me see my my head is swelling. Oh no, that's not my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were talking about doing different types of poetry, so I was looking up some that I haven't done, and I came across a type of poetry called um, Ubaid, which is French for a morning love song or poem about love in the morning. So I wrote a couple of them. Because I thought that's interesting. <laughs> so it is. If you have time, still, I will I will read them to you. If you have time, still. I don't know if you do. Please, yes, still time? of course. Okay. So we've got one caller after long. you. We'll get you both on. We're good. They're not very long, so okay. This one is called Aki Aki Sisi. Come to me, Aki Aki Sisi. We love in a hidden place. Crocuses and magpies watch. The morning pulses are strong, then wavering. Their widening circle lures me. This half-crazed woman is your mirror. The morning mists gather. Akim ayi ayim, the river overflows. Come to me, O Kachichi Sisi. I am your mirror. There is a sweetness and strangeness about you, like the rainbows and flowers, like my grandmother's prayers. The sunlight seems brighter around you. To the south is my white stone. In the east, yellow birds wing to the sky. To the north, I see red deer running. West, black, inky darkness. And I see only this in all directions. Nahiyi, nahiyi, nahiyi. You, 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 Nakoda. End of poem. That was phenomenal. I'm learning Lakota, believe it or not. <laughs> Finally, after all these years, living next to the res. <laughs> You're going to laugh, but if I could take a picture right now this second so you knew I was 100% telling you the truth. I have all kinds of, I just added a couple of months ago, all kinds of sites for the Lakota tribe um, on my oh, page fun. for the same reason. Cause, yeah, and fascinating cultures. I've been taking um, Indian religion, I guess, and mythology from, you know, because you know, I can never learn enough <laughs> from the local tribal college. Fascinating. Thank you. But here's another Abu. This is, and again, this is another short one. Actually, I have three really short ones. Okay, this one's called Friday Abu. Morning, summers, and heat. You came to me. We loved. No, love is not intense enough a word. You and I do not love. We crash like eagles, spiraling downward. Have you ever watched eagles? Collapse together, talons locked. Birds of a feather, you and me, sweating, panting, scratching, tenaciously clinging. We take each other. Your hair is a mess. You gather your clothes and go. End of poem. Oh, my God. I am so in love with that poem. <laughs> uh, do you want the third one? Like I said, they're all three really short. 
Yes, please. Time? Okay, because again, this one's just like two lines. Well, not five lines, maybe six. Okay, it's called There's a Sound. Your armor is loving me this morning while the wind roars and dispatches my thoughts across the sparse, dry prairie. Till my head crackles like a dray grass beneath our feet. Grasshopper swarms of vibrant music, and then you are gone, gone, with the sweeping slyness of a coyote. It's larceny on a spring morning. End of poem. <laughs> I want you to message me all three of those. I want okay. to read them again. Okay, I will. So, all right. But I know the caller's waiting, so and I so I won't babble for long. Aside from the fact my pepper steak is waiting. <laughs> oh, yummy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fantastic okay, job, talk- Annie. I hope. I hope to catch up with you next week, but I'm going to be in Canada, so I might have to skip a week. So, <laughs> okay, take care. sweetheart. Drive carefully Bye-bye. or travel safely. Bye, Bye. Annie. Bye-bye. I love my Annie. All right. To close out the evening with me, we have 573. 573, you're on the air. Hello, Mara. Hello, Hello Mary. Hey, Sin. How are you, love? Oh, good. Doing good. I had dreamed to a new plateau of our artistry. Freestyle. Um, I'm not going to do it right now. But, um, I recorded this transcribe. Uh, something I always wanted to do. And when I was younger, I had you know, a tape recorder, and I would try to, you know, because I walked a lot in that park. And, uh, so I was, you know, re- recording myself. And I don't know the beginning of it, and I'm going to go further, but, you know, um, I caught a couple of things. I'm going to share them with you. One fresh today on the ride. It is called Lotus of Chapman. This is all fresh out in that edit. But on the cusp of achievement, failure sounds of weary odd fellow of long striations on intricate fallacy where weak beasts on oneself. Sometimes in the beating sun, I'm a realm of change, wondering when progression will stop and stop or stamp a dimlet instantly. Envision amethyst like radiating above your head, illuminating theories, intuition, self-awareness. Change doesn't wait. Period. Coming on like a hurricane breaching land, or a windfall sweeping oneself off foot into parallel dimensions grow Sometimes we get lost in no desire return. Reality shit. So what's become of us? We fellows over moral fibers, disintegration, all kinds I just tune out. I can't tolerate. I'm gonna shit on my plate. I get strength other women. Here I harness ability, embrace what's gifted. I will not take walking out of shadows the luminescent they glow vibration. It makes my skin lustrous, dilating pupils, stealing my breath away. Tonality progressed trajectory wears on the soles of shoes thin. Somewhere, reverberating off silence is an answer to veiled questions one forgets time and again. Like, where the fuck am I going? Oracle's redundancy to fall victim to that one we're found stuck to. Like, it's a strange that's all awake. 
I'm revering my nuggets, I quote. It's upon land rich in gold and platinum. I stake claim. Here, found home. Diamond-crusted halos of fallen angels resonating soft lullabies. Recalling time forgotten of how passionately quiet takes one in. A supposed a pillow of refuge, appendages entangled and engaged, and snared upon the web of a beautiful venomous fiction Tractivius. You're about face with this incredible creature, and the appetizer, you. There's no white blur. Nothing one can misconstrue, my friend. It's been this place since time with first punch scrolls turned transcribed. Men believe superior in gender. <laughs> so, enough the case. Listen. The heavenly vessel known as woman is anointed with grace. Volatile, temperamental, <laughs> oh, what beautiful chaos truth. Acknowledge and wonder that they outshine. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if, if I lost you. I think maybe you did for a minute. I was talking, but you weren't saying anything. It's like, hello, hello. <laughs> oh, no, not again, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, those were fantastic. And I'm so glad you were able to get in. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to. I haven't had any stuff. I, I, I just wrote this today. Uh, oh, you know, did it today and then wrote it down. Uh, I'm really proud of it. My daughter thinks it's one of my best poems. Uh, probably just the same screen button, which you are. Can uh, I come for one more? Sure. Yes, please. This one is the first four stanzas, more freestyle, and then I thought it was too short, so I wrote it. It is called Gift of Chance. Wake, loud, sleep. Distorted, we dream, and lucid applications. Raised in my awakening, there are serrated moments of danger. Here in fire's absent mindness, we destroy simple breath. At times when looking at the sky, I find myself grounded. I no longer feel lost and alone in parallels of tragedy. I find myself on cliff edge of ocean beneath me, howling. I grow wings and fly into the horizon, heavens brushing, deeply inhale the divinity, hearing golden voices shout directing me to my earthly home and special recall. I'm rejoiced in simple moments we dismiss and fiber off it. When the fuck are we going to wake up? <laughs> Embrace now. Frustrating to feel such lack of worth in myself. Engage. Just fucking engage, I decree for change. Be art. I'm art. <laughs> Where I find solace and without victory. Eyes unscathed so clearly I can see the wonder now. Where Silence and sands of time, gifts of blind. Shake off nightmares of correlated depiction. One soft fish Sweat drenched, shallow lungs crack like ice under laborious dialect. Ethereal illusions, graffiti softened, cranial side, forgotten exchange. Secretate parodies are toxic disasters marching covered with thoroughways. The southern granite wall faces shy demeanor holding complaints. Rather clear the Holy Mother has a loose, colossal havoc in the country. Self-absorbed stability callous as to treating her bounty which is so gifted. 
Crown's belligerent mass acknowledgement of what is presently pledged. And silence is ultra rolling effervescence. You can touch the depth of value. A myriad of incredible obscurity and harvested golden chalice gold. And even they are common wealth to obtain solidarity and solemn heaven. Anointed in a spiritual kingdom, it's holy, soft, and named the game. Trifle instructions are the conformity of a reality we overconsume. Ascertain prolific insight that burnt under solar eclipse low tide. One centered in intrinsic knowledge, exuding and interactions alive. We no longer help people give them these keys to the reason they're fine. You're just absolutely knocking them out of the ballpark tonight. I man, I had that first one line and it wasn't enough. I kind of went off. I don't know. For the milk. We're being adventurous. We're, we're shaking through. You know? uh, I got a treat for you. I'm next on the line is my buddy Geronimo with his stellar poet. Um, have uh, I love you, Nathan. And you can Google this shit. Sensor Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L. Storm is coming. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job, honey. Thank you, love. We will talk to you next week. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to start putting my on my calendar and get my head in my ass and make my rest. As well you should, as well you should. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you for closing out the show. Help me out. All right. Dun, dun, dun. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Thank you all for being here, both poets and listeners alike. And uh, Melvin, always my last dance. Always. Going to close the show tonight with a piece uh, read by Michael Todd. It's uh, Chris Jopek's Palm Confession. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Confessions by Carisha Jopek I wanted to go there but I can't remember to be with someone lost in the field of wildflowers that disappeared when I touched a memory that confused the horizon the address of the doctor who promised not to cure me but hide the symptoms humanized me was on a paper I lost when I tried to shuffle the lost bits in order remove the jokers from the deck forecast the future with stones There was a discombobulation of format. The margins ate what I was trying to explain, those hours that blurred the green of early summer. I didn't mean to ruin your parade of secrets by dislocating the afternoon, burying your toy soldiers in dust after you shrouded each in a beautiful sentence. I couldn't remember the name of the song I wanted to hear on the radio while I drove chasing dust beyond the tallest pines, riding barns and small houses. 
because my brain couldn't connect the dots it used to and the notes fell off the page before reaching my mouth, weakened from not speaking, I hinged twilight with a paper bag of confetti jilted syllables. My hands cracked even after the singing that couldn't will away the poison I touched while cutting down the pink and magenta peonies I was to bring someone like you that wilted in the car while I grocery shopped for silence. I spotted you in the shadows of your poem and the day before with your flashlight at night between stanzas trying to illuminate past the bookends of Sunday to Saturday. I couldn't say you were afraid with certainty, with the clarity of one walking to an altar built of believed promises. The movie I was making to excise unpleasant emotions offer catharsis a movie. It was supposed to be in the far distance of old black and white movies and photographs, but kept jumping into color. Shades of red, fallen rose petals that filled the screen with silk, the cardinal dead in my hand that bled even after burial, my misplaced, surfacing exasperation, orange embers that burned past February. Resilient stigmas imbued the purple of bruises, small violence that grew into the dark irises, fading the blunted fuchsia. I wanted to tell you we could exchange shoes, hats, faces in the film of forgetting for a day, maybe a week, that the disappearance didn't have to hurt so much that we'll float this time instead of drown. There was a melody that punctuated the soundtrack, what we used to want against dominoes falling with civilization's house of cards, the first thought on the breath defined by dreaming. Thoughts were tangled in my hair. I was afraid to wash, that I would lose myself in a painful refrain, the humbling, an avalanche beyond any first responders. It's been so long without a pen or keyboard. My fingers have gone idle with something like melancholy. I was meaning to write an explication of the days of invisibility, how I stayed up to save myself from falling. Nauseated from caffeine, I walked a mile just as the birds began singing to usher daylight to the blind widow's house to read her love sonnets, but she didn't recognize my voice and wouldn't open the door. I was on my way somewhere else, somewhere I can't remember to join a crowd of bystanders to blend in and not be the subject anymore because some meanings were self-fabricated, embroidered in syntax, differential at best, and it looked like rain.